0: What's up, everybody? He got it that time. Good job, Sam. (laughs) We are back. Game Face is back in the mother effing house. It's been too damn long, Matt Kyle. Yep. Over a month. It's been over a month. It's been an insane month, um, we lost our TriCaster guy over the holidays, we came back from the holidays, he never gave us a two-week notice or anything, we actually called him on the Tuesday to do the show, we're like, hey, we're doing the show, and he's like, oh, I got a job out of state, I can't do it, and I was like, well, thanks for like the notice, so that started the scramble. Not even a card. Not a card, <laughs> no flowers, no nothing. <laughs> So that started the scramble. So we started to find a new tricaster operator, and then I literally got, like, the death pox or the monkey funk or something, man. I was so sick. Really sick. I thought I was going to have to go to the doctor, but I fought through it. I am here. Matt is here. We are ready to kick off 2016 in style. I was fine. I was ready for this. <laughs> He's just been waiting all this time, poor guy. He's texting me. He's like, are you ready yet? Are you ready to do it now?
1: Well, I keep, like, I would have things where I'm just like, you know, he, he, he'd be dead sick in bed and wouldn't be texting. I didn't know that. And I was just like, uh, does he expect me to beat like, like, I'm like, that's like, <laughs> what I'm worried about is like not showing up. And, yeah. he's, and he'll be like, where are you?
0: Yeah. But we're here. We're back. This show is going to be absolutely huge. So if you're just starting to watch yeah. it, I highly recommend getting yourself a snack, making yourself comfortable. We are going to do the
1: biggest 2016 preview anywhere. I'm looking at, uh, like, we have the like the rundowns, like, taped under the cameras. There are 52 bullet points on these bad yeah. boys. Okay? Just to show
0: you what you guys are about to experience.
1: They are, they are major. This is the, the rundown text, that we're text, about text. to take
0: you guys through. So once you watch this show, you are going to know everything that's going on with every platform in 2016. Hopefully we get some surprises along the way. Um, how was
1: your holidays, Matt, now that we're back? It was good. Uh, someone was saying, uh, a couple people were saying that I'm a little low. A little low, your little volume. about audio. Thanks so for the heads up. Tech problems will be happening. We're going to get our, our legs back here. Yeah,
0: it might be a little bumpy. We have a new TriCaster operator who is just figuring everything out, but I have full confidence it'll do a good job today. So what was your favorite gift that you got, Matt, over the holidays? Oh, my
1: favorite gift. Um, let me think. What did I get? Um, I think my favorite gift, uh, as far as surprise things I didn't ask for that were like a surprise, was I got uh, my mom randomly got me this giant Masters of the Universe like He-Man art book thing. Oh, cool! That comes in this giant like gray skull cover, and you like open the drawbridge and slide the top off, and then like open it sideways again, and like then you get this nice book that kind of goes through the whole creation of the franchise and all the cartoons and all the voice actors and everything. And the- I-, I had no idea. You know, that was coming, and uh, that was a nice surprise. That was probably my favorite thing.
0: Cool. I really didn't get a ton of stuff this year, honestly, but I did get a couple gaming things. I got a a Polar White Xbox One controller, Mm -hmm. which I'm pretty hyped for. It's got, like, the gold D-pad on it. But my favorite thing that I got was a Logitech G910, I believe it is, mechanical keyboard. And, uh, you know, I always looked at those keyboards that had, like, the light-up keys, and I was like, what is the point of that? Like, the crazy, like, (laughs) chroma keys or whatever? I didn't realize you could program each individual key to be whatever color you want it to be. And uh, so like I have it all yeah, set yeah, up, yeah. and you can set up profiles for different games. So I have like one profile for League of Legends and like one for first-person shooters and like... So I have all these different sets. It's, it's awesome. And it's also quiet. Like I have a, a Black Widow that I had before this, and it was so loud. Mm-hmm. Like it would wake up my wife <laughs> in another bedroom. I have. I
1: have, a, I have a, the Mass Effect Black Widow.
0: And I love that keyboard as far as, like, using it, but it's really loud. This one is, like, dead silent. Like, you don't hear anything. So I'm pretty psyched. I definitely give the Logitech G910 a thumbs up for any of you guys looking for a new keyboard. It is expensive, but it was, like, really the only thing I asked for for Christmas. That's kind of, like, mm-hmm. I find something that I want, and then, like, that's the only thing I asked for to make sure I get it. That's, like, my strategy <laughs> over the holidays. So hopefully you guys all had a great holiday and you've had, you're having a great New Year so far. I guess one thing I would say is that not a lot has happened over the last couple of weeks. No, it's
1: been pretty quiet.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to obviously go over a lot of the topics and things that have happened over the last couple of weeks. We're not going to spend not a lot of Not quite a
1: of that VR thing, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, we do have a big show to get to. I don't want to spend a ton of time sitting here kind of shooting the shit, so to speak. We've got a lot of topics to get to, so let's roll to the big six. <laughs> All right. So the first topic of the Big Six for our first show of 2016, we're basically just going to round up all the stuff that's happened while we've been gone for a couple weeks. I have to say, there wasn't that much. Like, no, I, it wasn't huge. It was, it was no June. Like, if we had done shows the last couple weeks, like those shows probably would have sucked.
1: Pretty well, no, because we're good.
0: <laughs> right. Well, but, um, <laughs> we wouldn't have sucked. But hey,
1: <laughs> we can talk about anything. We really hours. can. I mean, yeah, we know, have we, no problem. We've established with that. that at this point, but. uh yeah, it would have been sparse. Well, basically... I would have I, been a lot of tangents.
0: We would have end up, ended up making up our own topics. Right. They wouldn't have been related right. to... The, well, they would have been re- industry-related,
1: but they wouldn't would, have been related would, it to... It would me. have been the Game Face equivalent of, like, BuzzFeed. Yeah, it, exactly. It's it's like, it would have been, like... Top five platformers with the color blue in the title. Exactly. You know yeah, exactly.
0: So, I don't feel like we missed out too much by not doing the show for the last couple weeks, but there's a few things we want to talk about. And, obviously, I think the biggest story from the last few weeks is the price of the Oculus Rift... Being announced, five hundred and ninety-nine U.S. dollars, Matt. (laughs) That that notorious price point that we we all know, no
1: one should ever touch again. We should have learned after two thousand six. And you know what?
0: Just because of that, they should have made it like six hundred and one dollars. Yeah, or five (laughs) ninety-eight.
1: (laughs) Anything. Oh yeah. What do you think, Matt? Did you buy it? No, of course not. No, not for six hundred bucks. I just there's nothing. A there. lot of people did. I'm sure a lot of. I know a lot of people that sold out their first uh, their first like shipment. Although I'm sure a few thousand of those had to go to Kickstarter backers. I'm also wondering, you know, how big is that? Right. How big shipment? is that first shipment? Um, clearly the answer here is that uh should have backed it for three hundred bucks because man. you got the dev, a dev man. kit and you got the the actual retail model. Like that was like that's a great deal.
0: How did they sell the dev kit for so little and then when they get the retail kit done it's like almost double the price. I have no idea.
1: I really don't know.
0: Like I know a lot of people that did end up buying it. I mean, Brent, yeah. the guy who's built sifted, he bought one on day one. And I do have to admit, like, I'm My birthday is coming up First week of February And I'm thinking like Maybe
1: I asked for it Or get somebody to chip in on it My birthday is second week of February And nuh-uh No? Not not until I see what they got Like I I'm interested in EVE Valkyrie Because I played that at E3 And I thought it was really cool But it ain't $600 cool And like I need to see what their live what this thing is. I mean, a lot of their ga- a lot of the games right now are like neat, but that's as far as I'll go. Like well, they're they're like, you know, I'm worried about we're running into another connect situation.
0: Well, a lot of the news coming out right now about VR is all kind of pointing towards Oculus. Like most of the developers yeah. are saying they're supporting it first and I mean, and what's
1: the competitor that like Vive? Looks, you know, looks like sounds like even more expensive.
0: Well, there was that rumor that came out that it was like it's fifteen hundred dollars, but I don't, I, I don't think that. that's true. Yeah. Like,
1: I think it might be closer to a thousand than the Oculus. I would agree with that. Um, and yeah. the PlayStation, PlayStation VR is looking like it might be uh, uh, a little less. Well, it's like what, it's when, like the
0: cut rate. It's like the uh, the generic VR. It's yeah. like when you used to go to the grocery store back in the '80s, and you'd have those brands that just had black and white labels. That's like right. PlayStation VR. Well, and
1: you're gonna run into the problem of like you know everyone's like, well, why can't you just run No Man's Sky in VR? It's like, well, I don't know if the PlayStation Four can do No Man's Sky twice. You know, one for each eye at a high enough frame rate would like to to do that. I don't, That's I think why it, I'm
0: starting to wonder if they're starting to backpedal a little bit about. No Man's Sky being for PlayStation VR because mm-hmm. they have yet to officially announce yeah, that that's case. they've never said that officially.
1: Right. It's just been something everyone's like, that's a no-brainer because it would be really cool. But, like, I don't know if the system can do it. Yeah, I don't either. You know, either. Like, like, I think you're going to end up more with the, you know, I think stuff's going to look more like a PS3, early PS3 game. I mean, some of the games have looked pretty good. Like, Riggs looks good. Yeah. I mean, whether you want to play the game or not, that's
0: totally up it's to your a perspective. smaller... But- Self-contained maps, and it's not. I mean, it's not. There's not a big draw distance there. You know what I'd love to see That in VR? Rocket League. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would get sick playing oh, Rocket League. Sure, it'd be worth it. <laughs> it would be at least for as long as you last,
1: anyway. But there's. I mean, it's like you know, people that are. You know, people are like they're expecting like. To be able to play Madden in VR first person on PlayStation 4, I guess not happening.
0: Well so. one because EA would actually have to program. EA would have to
1: be involved in <laughs> VR for the first year. But it's just that's the thing, is like I just don't I mean I guess I don't really have that much of an excuse because like I do this, you know for work and so I could probably like at least and probably end probably up being a tax write off or something. Yeah. But like that's so much money for something that it I just is. look at and I'm just like, oh that would be cool to to try. But like, I don't think I want it yet.
0: We'll see. My, like I said, my birthday's coming up. I may try to get the wifey to like go have with me mm-hmm. on it. Maybe I put I in half be, of it. Yeah. And...
1: Well, I should also know that I'm not. I'm like, I'm not skeptical about VR as a medium or for whatever you want to call it. I'm skeptical about like if this thing doesn't blow up immediately, if everyone's not going to just back off of it. Yeah. And kind of, you know, kind of pull a PlayStation move. Where well, they, they did put back out away from it. And then, like you know, I mean, I'm sure, like if if the Oculus and all this stuff isn't successful the way they want it to be, and everybody sort of lets it cool off, VR will be, will be back again with another shot. You know, you know, this is in the end, one way or the other. Well, they
0: they did so a survey, of like a pre GDC survey, which is coming up in a couple months as well. And that'll
1: be a big VR.
0: It will week. be. When they did a pre-show survey, and they said that interest in developers in VR has doubled since last year. But then it was like. Thirteen percent of the developers said that they're going to be working on it. Mm. And I was like, okay, that's 13's double 6.5, but that's still it's like twice a nothing, mm. still nothing. Well, so, like how
1: much can you really devote to this thing in terms of resources and cost? When right, it's like the, this. What's the? You know, how big is your audience? Like, how what's many, the return
0: on investment? Yeah, yeah. What's the
1: return on investment? Considering like you know, it, let's say you have a hundred percent of your of Rift owners buy a game. How many copies is that? 5000?
0: Yeah. I mean, it will be interesting right. to see if Oculus actually even puts out like the numbers of how many people right. have pre-ordered right. it and what I mean, what's their yield going to be well, we in know manufacturing? At
1: least like, like about 3000 have it cuz that's somebody backed at that level. Right. But like, you know, that's not enough. Man. No. You need a lot more than that. All right, we
0: got to move on. There's too much show here. We can't dwell too long, but so you're saying no way. I'm saying I'm feeling a little weak and I might give in. I'm saying I'll use yours. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so another big topic that happened over the break. Uncharted 4 was delayed about a month to April 26th. Big deal or not a big deal, Matt? I don't care. No? I'll, I'll play it when it gets here. Make it good. Are you concerned at all about the game? Because there's been two delays now. I'm concerned in the sense that Amy Hennig didn't write it.
1: But, yeah. Uh, right. Delayed and, or not delayed doesn't isn't really going to affect that. I mean.
0: But it, I mean, it's starting to sound like,
1: like when is Amy it, Hennig left,
0: that they may have like completely reworked the game. I think
1: that's true. Yeah. I mean, and that's making me a little nervous. Been a couple of little, little comments here and there. What was it? Alan Alan Tudyk, uh, who was in the cast originally when Hennig was directing it, then he him and another guy left. Uh, after, and like the other guy said something like, yeah, we saw what they were doing we said we didn't want to be involved or whatever, and I don't know if that's like spinning off of like they just weren't rehired or, you know, who knows what happened internally, but, um, you know? I'm a little nervous about I, it. I, 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 I'm a little nervous in the sense that it's not the, the people who love those characters seeing these characters off. Yeah, I mean, you have
0: all these people working on this series for an entire trilogy. And then, you know, apparently, you know, something happens with Drake here. They're, they've said over and over that don't, they can't really make another Uncharted with Drake right. after this game.
1: Which means he's either dead or he retires permanently. Right.
0: I mean, I'm starting like to think of be... maybe his brother ends up being the new main character since they've kind of really I brought him front and center. I think his brother's the
1: bad guy. Could be. I, I, that's, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going by, you know, your usual adventure tropes. Right. But like, Long lost brother Shows up out of nowhere having been in a Turkish prison it's, yeah, you're all. Right. it's like Bro's out for revenge Folks Is That pissed. or he's just In trouble And so needs help up. And yeah, yeah
0: That's usually how it works In TV shows and films But so. like
1: you know what I mean, or who, Maybe Maybe uh, In the big finale Drake loses his hands
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, he can't pop and stop shoot anymore, and he can't cli- climb up ledges. Or maybe he gets like
0: he gets arthritis or something, and he can't bend down anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. To another big topic over the break, actually, just over the last week or so, is pretty much been discovered that the division is an MMO. I mean, that's really what it's come down yeah. to. It's not really a third person shooter first, it's a lot like Destiny, there's a lot of grinding involved. Uh, Originally, Brooklyn was supposed to be in the game. Now they've called it down. Brooklyn's not going to be in the initial release for the game, although word on the street is that Manhattan is so freaking big that no one's going to miss Brooklyn anyway. (laughs) Matt, are you surprised to find out, one, that it is MMO-like, and two, are you disappointed
1: to find Um, this out? I am not surprised because I always kind of got a little bit of that feeling from like the way they would do those demos where it was like all the actors pretending to be players and come back to my base and do see another. I never
0: got that vibe from it at all I totally got
1: that vibe from it I didn't know if they were going to go all the way I thought maybe it would be like you know like a battlefield thing where it was like you've got like 80 players on a server um something like that but like I, I wasn't sure if they'd go full destiny I thought they were trying to make you think it was going to be like a destiny thing but where you could just like team up with people and like you know, see their base and hang out. And I just thought it, it was
0: a cooperative third-person shooter. Like, no, I really. I I,
1: didn't, I I, I mean, I wasn't. I thought it would probably end up a, a cooperative third-person shooter, but yeah. like clearly, what they were showing at like the events, like E3 and stuff, was like they were trying to sell the idea of this wide-open online world. Yeah. Um. And who? I mean, I don't care really. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in because the engine is really cool looking. And, you know, hopefully we can get a group of, like, decent people together to play in that regard. But, like, you know, one way or the, I mean, one way or the other, I'll, I'll play it. I feel like the Tom Clancy
0: brand is starting to get a little fast and loose at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know how this really fits in the Tom Clancy world, other than it's just, like, people with realistic guns in an urban setting trying to not die. Yeah. Um, but whatever. That's what they got to use to get it made or get it sold. Fine. Uh, it's not. It, it certainly seems like something that could have been a Tom Clancy book, if, if necessary.
0: Yeah. See, for me, my concern really, I'm not concerned about the fact that it's like an MMO or it has MMO elements to it. My bigger concern is that it may turn out to be like Destiny, where it's not really an engaging game to play by yourself. There's not really a mm. campaign that kind of sucks you in. Uh, because I felt like playing Destiny's campaign still felt like an MMO. It was like the missions were really generic, and it's like go over here, this guy talks to you, he says go kill X number of blah blah blah. You come back, you get your reward, rinse, repeat.
2: Well, I'm like I that. really
0: thought this was like a campaign with a story that like evolves
1: over time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Ubisoft does those anymore. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah, unless I mean, your name is Assassin's Creed. Right. Well, at least um, there's a campaign in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike I, Siege. I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they learned from Destiny, uh, and let's not forget that the Taken King stuff is actually pretty darn good. Yeah. So you know, you can, it can be done. You yeah. Just to, you just have to you just have to try. Yeah. And I will say that I think the Ubisoft teams are probably a little more in touch with what's happening in the wide industry world than Bungie seemed to be in September 2014. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it, it looks cool as hell. It does. Yeah. But uh, I think if people in the chat saying, like, I need to see your reviews. And I'm like, I agree. I need yeah, to see yeah. reviews. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, I think I just, right before the show started, I got a beta key
0: sent to me. So I'm probably going to start playing that tomorrow. Maybe I'll even do a stream tomorrow or tomorrow night of uh, The Division, if yeah. I'm OK. I haven't looked at the embargo stuff on it yet. But I did just get a beta key. So I'll be checking it out here in the next couple days. And definitely we'll be talking about it on next week's show. So make sure you check it out for that. Uh, another big story over the break, PlayStation 4 hits 38 million worldwide sales.
1: Yeah, but consoles are dead, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, at this point, it's pretty much doubled up, Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, the race is over. Yeah, I think we kind of knew that even before, but, you know,
1: the PlayStation 4 dominated the holidays. As Sony would have said back in the day, the race for second place is undecided, but the point is moot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no
0: catching... PlayStation at this point. No, it's it's another PlayStation 2. Personally. Unless, I mean, it would take a miracle. X, Xbox would have to come up with some game yeah. that just transcends like, the, all video games or ever. Or like, Sony
1: moves to the PlayStation 5 like earlier than expected, and the Xbone for some reason no. keeps selling in substantial numbers for years afterwards, and eventually crosses. You know, like PlayStation 3 did with the Wii. Yeah, I
0: mean, one thing I would say that they that microsoft could do to kind of turn the tide would be if they somehow worked out something with oculus but xbox one isn't powerful enough to run oculus like no, not the, it's the,
1: the vr thing is not really in the cards for the consoles
0: yeah and i think we're starting to see that with uh even playstation vr as well yeah. so so yeah uh, race is pretty much over for console supremacy that doesn't mean that owning an xbox one is a bad thing or that no. you're not going to get great games in fact you know, we're going to preview a lot of the exclusive games for both the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in this show. It's got a good year ahead. And know. I think you when you stack them up side by side... It's a close race, but... We'll, we'll uh, talk about it, but...
1: They did they, 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 they just lose a very important piece of that race. Yeah. And we'll talk about that as well. Which is uh, our next thing.
0: Yep. So the last kind of catch-up thing we want to talk about, Scalebound, delayed to 2017 that as you were kind of uh, insinuating yeah. there it really kind of could have been a game changer for yeah. Xbox One this year this one
1: hurts i'm not i'm not happy about this one yeah i was really i'm really looking forward to that I mean, i'm if still I, looking forward
0: if to i look at the xbox one, or looked at the xbox one lineup for this year that was the one game i was more excited
1: for than any of them for sure. more than
0: gears more than i any. mean
1: Like, in theory, I'm more excited about Crackdown, because I love Crackdown 1 so much, but I also don't trust Crackdown 3. So I I would have to say Scalebound, I felt like, was more of a sure thing to me.
0: Yeah, it almost seems like it's, um... It ended up being a game where Platinum maybe bit off more than it could chew, despite the fact that it's worked... I think this game started as a Wii game? Like, the original Wii? Wow. So they've been working on it a long time, and... I still think, like you know, it probably evolved and changed over time. It's probably just supposed to be some linear action adventure game on the Wii, yeah. and it turned into this open world, endless, yeah. which is really something that Platinum's never done before. Yeah, and I
1: wonder if they're pushing, like, you know, maybe Microsoft is pushing. It's like, hey, we want a Dark Souls.
0: That could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm. Re- I was really disappointed. In fact, that's probably the biggest news for me personally over yeah. <laughs> over yeah. the break that kind of hit me the hardest was that Scalebound wasn't coming this year. Um, I wouldn't even be surprised. And the fact that they said
1: it this soon, like so far out. They they just knew. They knew. They They realized. We're nowhere near. We're nowhere close. So we're probably talking like, Almost two years. It may be a Q4
0: 2017, Q4 2017. game. Yeah. I, yeah. Feel,
1: I feel like we're going to see, be seeing it around October.
0: But I'd also prefer that they take their time and get it right. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's just, because there's a lot of promise with the game.
1: and, and You've it's, got those little milestones, though, in your head for the course of your gaming year, and like one of them just got taken away. Yeah, I'm really disappointed. I mean, the, the good news is, 2016,
0: as everyone's going to see as they watch this show... Yeah, no shortage. ...is shaping up to quite possibly be the best and I'm not even exaggerating here, the best year ever for video games. Better than 98? I seriously think it has a very good chance. I know that's a big statement. Look, I've been pounding the chest of 98 for (laughs) a long time. (laughs) Everybody who's been in this industry a long time looks back to 98 as like the golden year of video games. But, I mean, when this show's done, Matt, anybody who watches this show, it'll be hard to argue against it. I mean, provided all these games don't completely tank. True. Everything's delayed. Possible, but highly unlikely.
1: I think one or two of them will be good. I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so.
0: At least one or two. I mean, if not, it would be the ultimate failure of video
1: games. It would be the 2006 Sony press conference of video game release <laughs>
0: Exactly. That's a good way to put it.
1: So, that's pretty much it. That's and it would all... strike me in my weak spot for massive damage. Yeah.
0: So, you know, I know it seems like we've been away for a long time, but... Those are really the only big things that have happened since we Yeah, we we didn't really
1: miss much in terms of news
0: No, uh uh-uh I mean, we could have done great shows Just because it's
1: us (laughs) Who doesn't want to watch us talk about Whatever the hell we want to talk about for two hours That's what you paid your money for
0: Yep So, yeah, that's our wrap-up of the stuff that we've missed Getting you guys up to speed At least giving you our perspective on the big news Of what's happened uh, over the last month or so Uh, Let's move on to the next topic which is our massive PlayStation 4 preview for 2016. Everybody's been talking about how, you know, last year was a horrible year for first party for PlayStation 4. I wouldn't say it was horrible, but certainly disappointing, I think is, would be a, a good mm-hmm. term to use. Um, everyone pointing towards 2016 as this golden year for the PlayStation 4, the year it comes into its own and becomes the machine that we all thought it could be when we got it at launch and we're like, where's all the games? Um, so let's start plowing through these. First game we're going to talk about
1: uncharted four. We already talked about it a little bit. Um, but here's your first half of the year, just, you know, Golden Boy for, uh, for PlayStation 4 owners.: I mean, Not much of a long wait, which no.
0: is good. Um, obviously it was supposed to have been released last year, and then
1: it was supposed to have been like a month from now, and now it's a few months mm-hmm. from now. Um, My only concern is like, it's like I hope it's, they're trying to polish it up. Right and not just like oh the multiplayer is not working. It's like because I don't care about the multiplayer in that game. I don't either. I, <laughs> I really of, don't. I'm here for your story and see. I mean the multiplayer videos they put out look really cool, but I just I'm. I never mean gonna, they look kind of cool. They I'm don't look. Not, a, gonna, they don't look
0: amazing. I got other like, stuff to do. I mean they. They get me about as excited for the multiplayer in Uncharted 4 as the multiplayer for Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3 did. Yeah. It's one of those things I mess around with for a few days after I finish the campaign. I realize that I'm never going to spend enough time to be competitive in it that is required, and I move on. Um, so, yeah, it's all about the campaign with this game, and everything we've seen from the campaign looks absolutely freaking amazing. So That's the thing, though,
1: right? $60 yeah. game... It's going to be about seven hours long. Maybe a little longer if you pick up all the little collectibles. But here's the thing, Matt. But I'll play this again.
0: <laughs> I would... I Just visually, this game is so far yeah. ahead of anything. Like, anything. Like, even PC games. It's like, look, technically, it's like, okay, well, maybe it doesn't push as many polygons or whatever, but the whole package, as far as graphics are concerned, like, all the effects and the art mm. and the attention to detail... And the polygons, and yeah. the frame rate, and all that rolled together—like, I don't know if there's a better-looking game in existence now no, or on the horizon. Close.
1: I mean, you know, it's. I mean, even The Witcher just,
0: will have to bow down yeah. to this
1: game. Oh, you can't—you can't drag Geralt through the mud <laughs> Not like can't, that. Yeah, it's. And it, The Witcher is an amazing-looking game, and particularly Witcher's, on Witcher's PC. Got some crazy effects going on at high levels on PC and stuff, but like, there's nothing like that. The attention to detail probably is what really sets it apart. Yeah, I well, mean. mean just in that one 17 minute clip from E3, like that we were watching just now, like there's more environment work in that than most whole games. It's insane. Just everything. Just a little it's physics. 15 of, like, it's
2: 15 just minutes. Just watch
1: the little can in the back of the
0: Jeep slam around. See it? Yeah. See that little can? See it? Watch it move around. Whatever the.
1: Like that's what I'm talking about. Like And the, and the tire is. Ba- the spare tire is bouncing up and down yeah. differently right. than the can because yeah. it's a different. That's material. that's the type
0: of stuff I'm talking yeah. about. And look, a lot of people will never notice that stuff. But the people who watch Game Face... But your brain did. Yeah, and, and the people who subscribe to Sifted are the kind of people that do notice this kind of stuff. And this game is going to be sweet, sweet vindication mm-hmm. for everybody who bought a PlayStation 4 and has waited all this time for it for that one game that just nobody can deny yep. is the top of the heap. So, Which a lot me, of people
1: thought was going to be The Order for some reason, but... Uh... I mean, it was that game g- is very pretty. It movie. is very pretty, but, but it's it also. It's not something you can hold up and be like, look at this game. It's also letterboxed,
0: and like, yeah. they cut some corners there. Like, this is just full screen 16 by 9 glory. So.
1: That's like they say. Naughty gods.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this game could suck, and I still feel like it would probably be worth sixty dollars yeah. Like just, just to watch just, it, just, just to, to see it, and what experience your it. Can do. Exactly. So I don't, I
1: don't, I don't think it's gonna suck. I don't I, think it'll suck either. It might not be everything we hope it'll be, but it'll still, you'll still come out of. It. I think you'll still come out of it feeling like, yeah, that was a good, that was a good game. It was a good ride. Yep. Alright, next game, Horizon Zero Dawn My
0: most anticipated game of 2016 So, obviously you know I'm really Mm freaking excited about it I will say, I have become a little more Nervous about it since I made that pick (laughs) I don't know why It's just, I know why, it's Gorilla Because I just, Gorilla has never Made a game like this before And it's so ambitious, and it's so They've been locked in Killzone
1: World for, what, a decade?
0: Yeah, but you know they had the opportunity to create an open world kill zone. They could have done a bunch of different stuff with that franchise. They never I mean, did.
1: Unless Sony didn't want that. You know, we don't know we don't know what the internal makings of that are. But this I'm hoping that this game is like it's like unleashing these guys on this idea they've had and wanted to do I mean, forever, look, They're technically proficient beyond sure. a shadow of a doubt. It's just the actual
0: game part of it. Yeah. And so far, the game—it's not on the Uncharted Four level where I'm like, I'd be okay buying this just to gawk at it. Mm. It's pretty, but other the
1: world is is intriguing. Like that's you know, it's not Uncharted Four pretty, but that world I want to know more about. This world with these ro- this robo robo
0: dino robo
1: biome <laughs> thing going on. I'm like, you know, this post post apocalyptic. I mean, it's a lot of cool ideas. That's the thing is like it's a bunch of cool ideas, both setting wise and gameplay wise. So I'm hoping that that this is like. The vindication of Gorilla in terms of like, if you let us do things other than zone, we'll really impress you.
0: Yeah, I wonder if this game has
1: some kind of a weird twist to it too. I'm sure. And if this isn't just like some universe that actually exists, but it's like some other, I don't know. I, don't know. I think there's, there's there's more to it than what meets the eye on this. Um, in the same way that I felt like that with, um, oh, what was that game with uh, where it was it was like a retelling of the Monkey King, and it was uh, Andy Circus. Was, oh. uh, the, the guys—the guys who did uh, *Heavenly Sword*.
0: Yeah, and the girl had like psychic powers. Right. And you had like monkey. The other character was named Mo- monkey. The name was monkey, and you had it began with a U. Someone in the chat will tell us what it, it is. It began with a
1: U. It also began with a U. Um, I know the game you're talking about. Yeah. Though, so. So uh, they were. I, I keep getting reminded of that for some reason. Like that kind of like post-apocalyptic, but like society has sort of. Recovered, recovered and a, recovered a little bit, but then scrapped the, together the little end, pieces of technology. But then at the end, it was like the whole thing where it was like, "Holy shit!" There's like full-motion video of Andy Circus because it's like that was a yeah. big <laughs> twist or something. And um, so I'm kind of expecting Horizon Zero Dawn to have some sort of secret at the center of it. Yeah. In there, but you know, who knows? Game's looking awesome. Here's the other thing: I I'm really
0: starting to wonder if it's going to come out this year.
1: I think it will. I. I... I, I can I'm I'm gonna guess this is their September October release. Like, yeah. I think I think this one's gonna make it.
0: Really ambitious, and they've only shown us like that same slice of gameplay over and over again.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we'll see if they show more this E3. If they show a nice big new chunk in E3, I will feel better
0: about it. If it gets delayed, remember this episode of Game Face where I said that I didn't think it was <laughs> gonna make it. <laughs> All right, the next game and talk about. Enslaved. enslaved. That's That's it. it Odyssey to the West or whatever. Yeah. So the next game we're going to talk about. Speaking of games that may not come out, The Last Mm. Guardian.
1: This one better come out. I mean, this. It's got to. If it doesn't come out, it's like you never are going to recover from that. It's just like you're never going to live down the time you finally said this game was coming out in 2016 and it didn't. (laughs) I've said that so many times already, so actually I never said it with as much conviction as I said it right. last December. So like at this point it's like look, if this game doesn't come out this year, just give it to the gold members for free. Yeah. At this point. Like just give up. You're done. Like get this game out there. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the thing
0: about the game now is that get it's Get really- this
1: game out there so Team Eco can make something else.
0: Yeah. It's actually starting to look a lot like a puzzle game, which kind of makes sense, you know, if you look at Eco, which really was a puzzle game, ultimately. Well, I'm
1: wondering if it's, like, a mix of the two. I'm wondering if it's, like, there's, like, puzzles like Eco, but then, like, there's maybe a section we haven't seen where you, you like, use the bird cat thing to uh, fight other large monsters in the world. Like, I I wonder if this thing's much bigger than we think, because right now it looks like Eco with a giant bird dog. Yeah, but I wonder if there's more to like way more to this than we think. Here's the other
0: thing: this game has been in development for so long; it could be the biggest game ever made. <laughs> it could but, seriously be like a hundred hours long.
1: But internally, you you probably like like me. You probably think it's gonna be like five hours. No, uh-huh. I, I that's that's I feel as because Eco is about that long. I know, but imagine if this
0: game was five hours long, Matt. After all yeah. that time. This to, is all you wrote? <laughs> think about it. It's impossible. It couldn't be. It's
1: possible. I don't think it's possible, man. It's possible. I just don't want to believe it. I don't. Either. I refuse to believe but it. But there's, but there's part of me that I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, I feel like we're gonna, we're, this thing's gonna hit, and people are like, you know, there's like the, you know, those little conversations you have with other game journalists and stuff, where all of a sudden someone's, somebody, somebody's gonna text someone or call someone, and be like. I just finished. I just finished the last Guardian, like, and I started it like five hours. At ago. noon, yeah. I started it at noon, and I'm done before I'm going home. What the hell? And that like, would be the biggest travesty in the history of video games. That would be like one of those. It's like I've never had a review where I would have where I had to write it and I felt like bad that I had to tell someone <laughs> <Right>. something, like <laughs> that I had to like tell the public that yeah. like I was sorry.
0: It oh, I have. Went wrong. Well, I've had several games and, like, like that. Ninja and... Gaiden Three is one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, was, I still can't believe how bad that game was. That was that was a
1: masterclass in wrong decision making. It sure was, yeah. But Last Guardian, I'm. There's part of me that just worries, like this. You know, they've they must have started over so many times that I feel like I don't know if the scope of this project is beyond your normal your usual eight hour game. It has to be, Matt. It has I, w- to be. I want to believe, in, in the spirit of this week and the return of things long lost. Yeah, long lost since 2002.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, think about that. How would that guy keep his job if he worked on a game that long and it ended up being like a handful of hours? Like it just, the scope of it, it just can't be. Just the fact I've that been, you've seen like
1: him for 11 years to put nothing out. So, yeah. anything, anything's possible. It's true. All right, let's move on to the
0: next game, Dreams. Media Mo- molecules new game. Obviously, the creators of Little Big Planet. Um, they've been doing a ton of live streaming mm-hmm. of this game. Like they've been, they had like Naughty Dog come in and play it, and they have like all these developers coming in and just trying to show how easy it is to create things in this game. Basically, you can create anything you want just using the Move Controller. Which, just saying the words "use the Move Controller" seems a little weird in today's day and age. Although I'm
1: gonna have to find my Move Controller.
0: It's getting a bit of a resurgence now with PlayStation VR, but uh, this game's tracking pretty low for me, Matt. I gotta say.
1: Yeah, I, well, I don't really. I don't know quite if it's a game, what it is it. it? Yeah, I think it feels more like a toy to me. Yeah. Um, and like you know, I like the look of it, and it's cool. I kind of, but it's. Is there an objective in the game, I don't or is I it to just I exist can't tell. or create existence? I don't know. I mean, it's like Little Big Planet kind of had that thing where it's like, yeah, there was a you know a campaign or whatever, but there wasn't really a point. Yeah. Like and honestly, anything. I think that's why. Each other. And I, honestly, I
0: think that's what caused Little Big Planet to become less popular with each successive entry. The first one, people were all over it. They kind of realized what it was, and then each release after that, interest waned, sales waned.
1: I forget there was a Little Big Planet three.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. And then Little Big Planet Vita and. Yeah, I mean, they ran that series. They didn't need to make that many little big planet games. Probably not. They should have made one for each pl- what each platform. One for a PlayStation Three, and you just keep putting out the tools for it. One
1: for a PlayStation Four, keep putting out tools for it. Yeah, it's I I can't tell what this really is quite yet, and like like I want to be <laughs> interested.
0: I want to like. I don't it. even know the developers know what it is because you sit uh. and you wa- watch them talk about it. and They're just kind of like, yeah, it's just this. It allows your consciousness to just
1: expel itself onto the screen. You're just like, what are you talking about, man? Like, I love David Lynch and all, but I don't yeah. know if need the game out of it. But like, I mean, I love the Media Molecule guys, and I think you know, I want to support them, but I just don't quite get what they're selling.
0: I love their vision. I don't necessarily always love their results, maybe yeah. is the best way to put yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's Dreams. Uh, Street Fighter Five.
1: I'm all about this one. Oh,
0: yeah. We both are. I, I still can't believe it's a PlayStation exclusive. It did come out over the That's one thing that we did not talk about in uh, the first topic of the Big Six. It did come out that the re- they say the reason that it's PlayStation exclusive is because they want the community to be united. Mm-hmm. So that there's like one measuring stick, so you don't have like the best player on Xbox 360 and the best player on P- PS3. You just have the best Street Fighter Five player.
1: Yeah, well, it's also why it's cross play with uh, PC. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it does make sense because if you split the platforms like that, you're going to run into the problem of like, um, I think they, I think they're probably telling the truth because you you run into the problem of like which system do you use for tournaments? Right. And then uh, they haven't yet to crack the whole like you know multi platform s- fighting stick thing, so everybody's got to bring either the PS uh, you know everybody's got to bring the right stick. Yeah, probably simpler to say okay we're just going PS4. PS4 has a large presence in Japan anyway and Asia in general. PlayStation so 4 controllers now work on the PC. Yeah, it all, you can you know you can cr- you can cross play all that stuff. So uh, fighting sticks though, I wonder if they'll work on PC. My fighting sticks work on PC. Do they? All, all my Mad Cat stuff works. My and Hori stuff both work on uh, just plug and play. Uh, not the PS. 4 don't. I've never Core played
0: stuff. a fighting game on the PC in my entire life. I
1: played Ultra before. Never Superior once 4 <laughs> when it came out last year and, um, uh, Guilty Gear Xrd or whatever yeah. the hell that <laughs> yeah. was. I got that on Steam a while ago. And like, yeah, I played some. And of course, like you know, it's the only place to play like Neo Geo stuff, like some right. of those like collections you can get yeah. and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's the best place to play them because you can tweak stuff. Um, so yeah, like you just plug in the, the Tournament Edition stick and it works fine. So I, I think what they're doing in that regard is smart. Uh, just trying to uniform, unify the platforms, make it so all you gotta do is drag the PlayStation 4 out and everybody can set it up. And the PlayStation 4 is much friendlier about playing without an internet connection. Than the Xbox One is, yeah. so I can see that that also just being simpler. Game looks awesome. Game
0: looks. Great. I have no reservations about the game whatsoever. Um, they did just show off like the story trailer this week. Yeah.
1: The story mode's not coming till June. Four months after, Which is a little yeah. weird. Well, I understand why they're doing it. Um, why? Well, because it's not ready yet, so it's either that or delay it. And you can't delay it because otherwise it won't come out early enough to make it into the, into the Evo season.
0: But isn't it weird to put to decide later on to do the story mode? Like, shouldn't that have been a part of the design doc from, like, the outset?
1: Like? It may have been, but they may have had some problems with it. It's far more important to get the gameplay down, the oh, balance yeah. down, I get mean, it out there. Let's be honest. I get the people story- playing it, get into the tournament season, and be at Evo. It has to be yeah, at yeah. Evo in June.
0: Well, and let's be honest, This story mode is probably going to be pretty lame. Like most story modes in fighting yeah. games are I, well, stupid. And
1: I love Street Fighter. I've been playing Street Fighters. I mean, I play the original Street Fighter. I've been playing Street Fighter. You know, religiously since the beginning, since yeah. 1991, since Street Fighter 2 came out, yeah. And every single I've seen every single anime or movie or whatever Street Fighter thing that's been put out, I've seen it all, and it's all terrible. It really it's is. All yeah. absolutely, te- those characters do not work once you take them out of a 2D plane punching each other in the face. Like, yeah. it's, like I just don't care. I just it's. I mean, I care in a sense that some of it's hilarious, but yeah. like, and there's some, been some good, fight, you know, the old original Street Fighter anime where Chun Li beats the living shit out of Vega. That's a great scene where she throws a couch at him. And well, right, there's great him. scenes. But there's, but what was that movie but about? As a whole, I have no idea. Exactly. I have no idea what happened in that. I don't know what the story was. The the Street Fighter Alpha and the Street Fighter V, where in the first episode, uh, Ryu visits Ken and Ken tells him he's going to show him the real San Francisco, and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, yeah. Um, turns out he meant Let's go to a dive bar And beat up a bunch of people Yeah that that's the real did. San I Francisco like, nah, I grew up in San Francisco And I think you're talking About the other thing Yeah, um, but, uh, yeah but, but in general Like the stories are ridiculous Yeah, yeah. And, But there is going to be I think, I think I saw There was going to be Like 2D art version Of the story mode When it launches So if you r- absolutely Have to play a story mode In Street Fighter V There'll be something For you yeah. there
0: game's going to be awesome. I have every confidence it's going to be a great fighting game. Yeah, they got The some fighting stuff game there. from the year.
1: And, uh, I mean, I'm sad to see 4 go, like, but... It had a good run. <laughs> it had a good run. <laughs> a really good it, run. It, and a really it, long it run. It brought the genre back. It did, yeah. In ways yeah. that no one could have ever imagined.
0: Well, I think that and MK as well. Yeah. MK's done a really good job with its last handful of installments, so...
1: MK came it, But, like, Street Fighter 4 just... Like I had never, I hadn't seen anything like that in almost 15
0: years. Yeah, Maybe I remember when I was trailer. working at game trailers. Just everybody working there, like any experiment they had, it was just mm-hmm. that early fight.
1: build, that like early like preview build they sent. Like I remember, it was the early, what was that beginning of 2009? Yeah, and like. It was yeah. It was when that was an X play was daily. You know, every day yeah. we shot. It was stuff. a problem in GT. You know, yeah, like we actually had to stop. We had to yeah. take the disc away. As like point.
0: the boss man, I had to kind of be the jerk and tell people to like stop playing sometimes, and I felt bad. But it's like, I was people loved
1: was, it so much. I was the one who was supposed to do that, and I, I'd be like, all right, we got we got to shut this down. After I beat all of you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, was, like, it was just, it was. Just, See, like, I
0: couldn't play because I, I, knew that I was setting the bad example, and mm-hmm. if I played, then like it was hard for me to tell them to stop playing. So I would like not play until like work was over. <laughs> but it was one of those games that people stayed after work. It's like we worked long hours there. Yeah. We we quit work at like seven thirty or eight o'clock, and we finish work eight until like nine thirty or ten. Everyone's staying after work to play it. So. Mm-hmm. I see the same thing happening with Street Fighter Five. I'm really excited for it. It's all gravy. No uh, brainer. The next game, Ratchet and Clank. The game based upon the movie, based, based upon, upon the, the game.
1: game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about it. Like I'm sure it'll be good. It's I mean. It's Ratchet and Clank. It's the first Ratchet and Clank. And the one thing, you know, the one thing I do like about it, and this is true of the movie as well is Ratchet isn't a complete dick in this one, yeah. which he was in the original he game. Was, like, he was, yeah. He was mean to Clank. He was weird about the whole thing. He was just kind of a jerk the whole time. Right. And in this one, like, he's actually more... He's interested in Clank. He's nice to him. He's he's more interested in having, like, an adventure at the beginning and sees Clank as sort of the way into that. Yeah. But, like, he's not... You know, he's a... He's, he's not a dude. He's really unlikable <laughs> in the original he is, game. He yeah. And, and this is... they've softened that a lot in the movie and in this, and I think that's a good move. Because even just watching... Like the early, you know, that the the footage they put out of the early part of the game, I'm like, wow, I like this a lot better than the original. This is another game that looks absolutely no oh, disturbing. it's in- incredible looking. Yeah, and, I mean, it's inside. and it'll be great to play the original Ratchet and Clank story with enhancements. Uh, but with the controls figured out, because yeah. remember it took them a it took, took them a game. You know, it wasn't until the second game that they really figured out. Oh, this game's kind of more of a shooter than a platformer. Yeah, and it was. If you, know, you go back to play the original one on the PS2 one, they, they you know they they fixed it for the for the. HD collection as well. But you play the original game on PS2 and you're like, wow, this is not built Well here's
0: the thing, those guys were huge platforming fans. Like I was lucky enough to go to Insomniac when they debuted the very first Ratchet and Clank. Like they invited, I think it was like 15 or 20 journalists. Um, and I remember when we got there we were kind of waiting to go into like the big conference room for the Mm -hmm. demo and they put us in this like little gameplay room or whatever and literally the whole room was just N64s and TVs hmm. with Banjo-Kazooie, Tui, Mario 64, just all those classic Rocket platformers. Robot on Wheels. Yep, you know it was there. And they literally would just sit there and play these great platformers mm-hmm. and I, I'm sitting there looking at all this, I'm like, Are they make it a platformer? I mean, they had already worked on them in in prior years and then sure enough, you go into the room and they show us the ver- Ratchet and Clank for the very first time and talked about in the interview that I did with them about how they were inspired by the N64 platformers and mm. and all that. So, I understand why the first game went that way, yeah. but you're right. Over time, they realized, well...
1: Yeah, we should it's hard to outfox the fox. To fox. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by going Commando, they pretty much had it nailed down.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So, I, I would only say I'm moderately excited for this game. Um, I think it's, it is coming kind of in the summertime, which is a bit of a lull, so maybe I'll have time to play it, but... I probably wouldn't find myself setting aside time or eschewing other games to play it. Mm. I, well, yeah. I will definitely see
1: the movie one Really? Really? Yeah. Well, one way or another, sure. I wouldn't go see it in a the theater. I'll go see it in The guy who wrote it is a friend of mine. Oh, so well, there you I'm going to go see it. Support him, because I think he would like it to do well. I'll wait and stream that sucker. <laughs> no offense, dear friend. He is, he is the guy who wrote a lot of the games, too. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not like they went out and got some Hollywood... Big-time Hollywood... Well, he is kind of a big-time Hollywood screenwriter now, but right. it wasn't when he wrote the games, and they went to the guy who knows those characters best and said, please write this for us, and he did. And so I would, I'm going to reward... That kind of with your uh, fifteen dollars. Yeah, my fifteen bucks, if not seventeen, because we live in LA. Um, it could be a three three D twenty or 3D, whatever. Three D IMAX. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to, we'll go to Chinese theater and see it in three D IMAX. Yeah. All right, so let's move
0: along. Here's a lesser known game that people may not realize is coming out this year. I don't know what this is. Let it die. Hmm? Suda 51s game.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I keep forgetting that. It
0: that but it that's is. what I'm saying. Like a lot of people have totally forgotten that this game exists. It was announced, I believe, two E3s, two E3s ago. Yeah.
1: That really, like, uncomfortable trailer. Yeah, we're watching <laughs> it right now. Actually, it's. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of chromatic aberration there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if we need that. Bloodborne was enough for about a year. This looks like one of those games that's gonna get parents all pissed off. If anyone knows... It. See, that's the thing is, I get Suda51, so it's like, um, will it sell enough copies for anyone to even notice? Has any of Suda's games ever sold enough copies for anyone to notice? No.
0: <laughs> I mean, the guy keeps getting word,
1: like there's but... Like, there's some nasty stuff in all his games, really. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. some, it, it goes There's some dark places, but no one ever notices. Mad it World. I mean, no,
0: Mad World did actually have a little bit of uproar over it. Mm-hmm. There there were some parent groups that were... It
1: was on the kid-friendly platform. Yeah. So, yeah, it got some attention there.
0: But this game, I mean, this is... I mean, Suda doesn't do anything worse than some of the stuff Rockstar's done.
1: No.
0: I mean, Manhunt is probably the worst of it all, but this does give me a Manhunt vibe.
1: Yeah, but Like, big time. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see what it... I mean, who knows? With Suda, it could be... We we very well could be seen, you know, once we actually get a better look at this, you know, it could be just complete wacky nonsense it you know? appears to be a torture simulation of sorts yeah I mean <laughs> that is some believable morning star physics they've got going on there but uh, I don't know I mean I, I need to see kind of what you're doing more yeah game. his games tend to be all style and very little substance and the dude I, I would assume the, the dude needs a hit oh point. he does yeah because dark dreams don't die didn't seem to do what they were hoping it was gonna was that be. a Suda game I don't think it was no
0: no that wasn't Suda 51 who was that Oh, that was Sweary. That yeah, was Sweary. Yeah. yeah, they they they, they Suda are very did like No though. More Heroes, Killer Seven. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, they're very similar to me in my head. Not just because they start with S. But, right. Uh, they both kind of do those like, wow, these games are super weird and unique. How do you keep getting work because none of them ever sell?
0: Well, then you play them and they're not all that great to play. It's like it's like I said, they rely a lot on style over substance, and it yeah. gets that'll get you through a few hours of playing. So, what was
1: it. Suda's last big, last major? Lollipop Chainsaw. That's it. Yeah. Oh wait, did he even
0: work on that? That was like a co-production. There was a lot of things with it was like Mikami James, right?
1: And yeah, and James Gunn was involved. Yeah, yeah.
0: His own game? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, and for good
1: reason. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. He's been a long time since he's had a hit. I don't know if he's ever had a real, legitimate hit.
1: I guess No More Heroes would be the closest. He makes, yeah. I mean, that's the
0: best-selling one. I mean, he makes games that people talk about, yeah, and get press. But as far as actually selling well or getting really high reviews, not so much. Next up, Hellblade. There's Ninja Theory. Ninja Theory's indie AAA game. Indie AAA Celtic Mythos. It's muthos. like an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. Indie AAA. So they've self-financed this. There's no publisher, and it look it does look like a AAA game. It does. Psychology is a big part of it. Apparently, the girl battles some kind of psychic, psychotic disorder. Yeah, she's got mental disorders, and like
1: they've got an actual, like, psychiatry organization, like, on the The team. The team is like consulting or something. Yeah. And uh, there's a really cool. um, This is another game where I'm just like, what the hell is going on in this game? Yeah, I don't know. But there's, there's like, there's a lot of stuff with like seeing faces in things. And I don't I don't think this is the same trailer I'm thinking of, but there's one like where like faces kind of appear in like the branches of like like the tr- space between trees sort of forms faces that talk to her, and there's one shot where like it like it kind of like pans past like, like over a, over a path like a like a there's enslaved again. Uh, over a path and you just see one of those faces off in the distance sort of looking at you and I'm just like, oh, that's creepy as hell like, I'm like, that, that's gonna freak me out if I in lo- the camera and there's just shit looking at me like,
0: I love the aesthetics of it so far, yeah. what I've seen of it um, I like the idea of a game that really concentrates on mental health because that really never happens I think Darkest Dungeon. Have you played that yet, Matt? I was playing that before I came over here. That game actually kind of touches on some of that stuff. Like, some of your characters come back from battle and they're like, dude, like,
1: I have, like, PTSD. Like, because it's so funny. I mean, you think about video games. I had one guy come back from a... We had a bunch of fights with bandits and he came back and after he got back, you know, you had little things like, whatever has developed a disorder and his disorder is he hates people now. (laughs) That's not a disorder. (laughs)
0: That's
1: called called living in America. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they really play up the Lovecraft tune kind of like you're going crazy by looking even looking at the things you're fighting in the, yeah. the game and you're like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: And I that game's really hard as well, this oh, yeah. dungeon. That's really I've I've played it for like a couple hours and I was like, I don't think I have time for this right now. Like, no,
1: it's it's a serious uh, it's a serious game for seriously masochistic people at yeah. times.
0: But it does touch on like the mental health aspect of it. Like you never think about when you're playing video games, that you're what you're doing. Mm. And how it would impact you mentally if you were actually that character. Or in a game like that where you're sending out people to do things for you, to fight for you in a yeah. dungeon, like, what
1: thought, would that do to
0: somebody? I think
1: about it once a I think about it when I played XCOM. Yeah. Because, like, anytime anything bad would happen to those soldiers, I'm just like, ah! Like, well, it's the same deal. Yeah. XCOM
0: has permadeath, so does Darkest Dungeon. Which, it's always that weird, like, dichotomy of... Do you build a bond? Do you not build a bond? What I found with those games is like when I first start playing them like I care about each person and like I name each one and I customize each mm-hmm. one by the end of the game like I don't know who anybody is anymore. <laughs> I don't care anything about them. I'm just like you're going to die anyway, so why should I get attached to you? So And that's how corporations work. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the last game we're going to talk about. And this goes to what I was saying a little earlier about how we thought this year for PlayStation 4 was just like this dominant, like mm. mind-blowing year for exclusives. But here we are at the end. And that last game is Wild, which I have a feeling is probably going to end up being released for other platforms anyway.
1: Yeah, like a timed thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, a game of this ambitious, I find it hard to believe that it will be. Well, that's the new thing you stick on the boxes: is console premiere. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this game's from Michel Ancel, the creator of Rayman, creator of lots of things. He's a, obviously a, a savant in some ways, as far as video game developers are concerned. Um, open world, take o- play as nature, be one with nature type game. Certainly has its own vibe and its own sort of ideas. Although, whoever made Far Cry
1: Primal seems to have been looking over his shoulder. Yeah, the well, time. he
0: does work with Ubisoft. Yeah. I'm just wondering if he's, like, at this point, like, hey, like... Hey! Exactly. Like. Now there's
1: rumors that you're going to be able to control a hawk to look at stuff in the next Assassin's Creed. Right. Uh, so. It's well, they like, also have Ubisoft. Also has that VR game. Yeah. Where you, you literally mean a hawk? Where <laughs> <or> you fly? He <laughs> flies an eagle. Hawks are the new towers. Yeah. Apparently. Birds or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because what you can control is it an owl in Wild? Yeah, I think that's. Or right. That, or is the owl in Far Cry Primal? they will getting it might them all confused. They're all getting. They're yeah. all mashed together now. <laughs> I think this game looks interesting though. I'm really excited for this game. Um, this might be enough. See, he's working on this with like a little splinter team. He doesn't have like the usual, you mm. know, squad of like 300 people and another 200 marketers and another 50 PR people. He doesn't have the army working on this game as he usually does. So I wouldn't be surprised if this game doesn't uh, doesn't make it out this year. Although it has been in development for quite a while. Because the first media for this game came out over a year and a half ago, and then we heard nothing about it for like a year or more, and then a new trailer came out a few months ago. So mm-hmm. maybe we just don't really know what's going on with development because it's just been so scattershot as far as them releasing information about it. But I'm pretty excited for it. I think it's one of the more unique-looking games. It also has a kind of a Horizon Zero Dawn vibe to it. Like yeah. That whole tribal like aesthetic, I guess, is the way to put it. It has
1: a Year of the Stone Age stuff, it yeah.
0: Seems like. Yeah, yeah. The year of prehistory apparently.
1: Prehistory and post history and post prehistory.
0: Yep. So anyway, that wraps up the PS4 preview. Where gotta, the hell is
1: rhyme? Yeah.
0: I don't even I didn't you know what? I was putting together a list for this and I'm like, I'm not even putting it on there. Like
1: yeah. Till we hear about
0: it again. Yeah. It's like And look, we'll talk about it and we'll, at the end we get to like indie games. We mm-hmm. we do like an indie little indie roundup. And I didn't put it in there either. It's like, my picks for games I wanted to talk about, because it's just, at this point, like, where the hell is it? I don't know. I mean, it doesn't have an announced uh, release date yet, so there's really no way to know what's coming. Have they even
1: mentioned it in the last year? Not really. That was one of
0: your, like, picks for E3 last year, and they didn't even say the word. Yep, exactly. So, I don't know what's going on with it, but yeah. So, you know, again, initially... I figured, oh my gosh, you know, the PlayStation 4 section is going to have, like, 25 games or whatever. And look, if you go and start talking about indie stuff, sure. Like, there's a lot of indie games. Like, multi-platform stuff that's, like, also on PC. Yeah, and we're doing that across the board with all these, by the way. Like, indie games, like, we're not talking about a ton of the Xbox One exclusive indie games in the Xbox One section. So we're not not just sliding PlayStation here, but... And look, there are, like, ten really good indie games coming, like, exclusively to PlayStation 4, so we don't want to slight it in that way, but as far as big-budget AAA games, I was a little surprised at the number. I thought there would be more, so... Mm -hmm. Still a great year. It's looking like an awesome year for PlayStation 4, don't get me wrong, but, uh... Not quite as many as I thought there might be. And with that, let's move on to Xbox One. And this has been kind of the reverse. (laughs) Like... I had assumed Xbox One was gonna have a really bad year, because they had a great year first-party-wise last year. And, uh... I thought they were gonna get the short end of the stick this year, but not really the case. Like
1: no, there's some stuff.
0: Yep. So first we're gonna talk about Quanta Break. That game's coming out pretty soon. Soon, yeah. Soon ish. Like a month and a half. Like
1: March something? Yeah, March twenty something. Yeah. It's coming soon. I don't care. I I still don't really know anything about that game. Like I'm just like, yeah, it's Remedy and they It's, like, they're freezing time, and it's sort of bullet time, but it's sort of... It's like dreams. When I talk about it, they're so ambiguous, and, like... And then there's, like, live-action stuff, but what is that? How does that work? Do I have to, like, like watch a a TV TV show?
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, I hate anything like that. I hate anything (laughs) where they're like, oh, we're going to tie it into this TV show or this movie. It's like, no, like... I don't want to have to watch some corny ass TV show to know what's going on in my video game. Like, just not a big defiance fan. Huh? No, well, that we see how that worked out. Like, yeah. that totally shit the bed, basically, for lack of a better phrase. Um, and this might as well. Like, if that's how this works, like, yeah, I don't know. I just I can't tell. I've never played the game. Mm-hmm. Like, um, most of the games on this list, at some point or another, I've handled and played. Never Has played Quantum Break. Done, like, a I don't know. I mean, time? they. Not really. Where people got to go and play it, people yeah. watched them play it. I mean, for a game that's coming out in a month, yeah, I've never played it. You've never played it. It's a Weird. It's real weird. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, that's right. bizarre. I mean, there's I mean, a lot. I'll give them the benefit
1: of the doubt because they made Max Payne and they made uh, Alan Wake. So, and I like those. I liked them,
0: but they weren't like set the world on fire games. No, but. Like, Max Payne was kind of a one-trick pony. You don't have to set the world on fire to make me enjoy your eight hours. No, no, definitely not. But, I mean, this game has been hyped to be more than just, like, a filler game. Like, this is Mm. kind of Xbox's tentpole game for the first quarter of 2016. Yeah. Like, they need this game to sell a couple million copies.
1: I just get get a little David Cage off this one. I get, yeah, I, I mean get a little heavy rainy.
0: The, a little maybe, but I mean it does appear that there's actual gameplay in this, so oh, yeah. that would give it this game yeah. an
1: advantage over. But clearly, you're dealing with something that's very story heavy, and like it seems like it's story heavy to the degree that like the story better be good. Yeah, or you're not going to have a whole lot to hang things on. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, very, I uh... very soon apparently. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic.
0: Is that probably the best way to describe yeah, it about this I would, game? I, 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 I'm I'd agree interested in, that. in the concepts. Like, I love the idea of stopping time and the whole teleportation part of it. And
1: yeah, I, it's like I am open to being blown away by this game. I mean, I am I am ready to, to to see what it has for me. You know what? I never really thought about this. Kind of is the next evolution of
0: Max Payne. Like with Bullet yeah. Time, I never it, thought about it. It's very much Max Payne and Alan Wake kind of put together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that never resonated with me. That I never realized that until just this moment when I saw the one shot of him walking by and like plucking yeah. a bullet out of midair, and I was like, "Oh wait a minute!"
1: Like, yeah, no, I've always thought. i like, yeah, never this, this realized game, that. This makes a lot of sense. Coming Sometimes things just go. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, that definitely did. So yeah, cautiously optimistic on that one. Next up, Gears of War 4. Cliff Blazinski not Cliffy B. Mm -hmm. Yesterday did some brief interview with a small gaming website where he said that he had recently spoke with the writer for Gears of War 4 who shared the story and the direction of the game with him and he was very excited about it and he feels very uh, invigorated and was very happy to hear the direction the game is taking. I think he's the only one on the planet right now that may be saying that based upon the limited (laughs) exposure we've had to the game. Yeah, well, they, they definitely need a better demo this year yeah. at E3. Yeah, uh, 15 minutes of walking around isn't going to cut it mm-hmm. this year at E3 if you're looking for this game to really keep the series alive. Because I think at this point, like, that's kind of where they're at with Gears.
1: Yeah, like, you either launch a new trilogy off this one, or you, it's going to slow... it fades away into the, into the background. you know, Judgment wasn't a bad game. But I also forget it happened. A lot of people lot. do. That, it, that and... Um, uh, Gear, uh, God of War Ascension. Yeah, I, I forget <laughs> like both those. of those games. Both those GOWs. Yeah. I forget both of those. I <laughs> they ever really happened. existed. Even though I played both of them. Yeah. So, I this there's a lot
0: riding on this game. I feel because look, I mean, let's be honest. Gears of War is one of Microsoft's biggest franchises. Yeah. I mean, we already saw three, four, three kind of fumbled the ball with Halo Five. Like as it turns out, Halo Five didn't sell all that well, Matt. Like it didn't sell terrible. It didn't mm. tank, but but if, it didn't Halo. No, it didn't Halo. That's a good way to put it. And it did not sell consoles.
2: Yeah,
0: That's what's most important. It did not move hardware, and that's why you invest all the money in Mm first-party games. That's why you have these studios under your wing, is to move hardware. And Halo 5 didn't do it. Like, I mean, think about it. Look at the exclusives that Microsoft had at the end of 2015 compared to the exclusives that PlayStation had at the end of 2015. Nothing. And it did nothing. Like most people would say, it had the better first-party lineup. Nobody cared. Mm. Everybody bought a PlayStation Four still. So I
1: still think Halo Four did some damage to that brand. It, I, I I agree with you
0: a million percent, man. <laughs> a million percent. There's no doubt about it. It left a taste, a bad taste in people's mouth. It's the same. I mean, if I ever.
1: if I hadn't had to didn't have to play it basically to know what I'm talking about on this show, I probably wouldn't have played Halo Five until later. Honestly, if I didn't want to play Halo Five all that much. I liked it better than 4, but I can understand why a lot of people would be reluctant (laughs) to dive in at full price. It was the least
0: excited I've ever been to play a Halo game, I guess is the best way to put it. And I mean, I've enjoyed Halo, you know, on GT, I gave Halo 3 like a 9.7, one of the highest scores I've ever given a game in my life. I loved Halo 3, I thought it was the full package, everything polished, everything that I wanted in a first person shooter, the forge, all of it, just amazing. Halo Four, man, I'm, it did. That's what it did. That it dampened my excitement for that franchise as a whole.
1: Yeah. And and, this, and a lot of the problems with that with four were not fixed in five. No, you're right. Not just technically, but in terms of like design wise, I'm just like you. Re, you still got me fighting bullet sponges. They no, they
0: never yeah. listened to any yeah. of the criticism from Halo Four. Still got me fighting the same
1: boss seven times. Like, it is
0: better. Look, it's better than Halo Four. Is. There's no doubt it about is. that. But still, like a lot of the annoying things, like fighting the same enemies like over and over again, and like the whole like. Oh, there's this drone floating over top. you got to take down the drone first before you get... Like, I just got... I got tired of that in Halo 4, and I had to do it all over again in Halo 5, so... Yeah, the Pr- Prometheans are not the greatest idea they've ever had. Like, I loved the boss that you fought. The first time. The first time. Yeah. Like, he was really freaking cool and scary and yeah. intimidating. And really well animated. Yeah. I mean, there's
1: some really cool design work going on on that guy. But it was just one! Yeah. It's like, dude, you need, like, ten more of those, like... And again, we've talked about it before. This is like it, it was Act One. Yeah, that whole story is one act. Like it's yeah, like that that whole story should have happened by Mission Four.
0: Okay, we're on a Halo tangent when we need to be talking about Gears. Yeah, <laughs> Gears. But it is very similar. It's like new studio working on it. But at
1: least they have Rob Ferguson is Rod working Ferguson's on it. In there, they've you know, and Rod. As we know, is uh, he's a delivery he's a delivery man. He gets he gets it done, and that's why they brought him in there. Probably because they weren't delivering on their milestones. I'm guessing. And I wonder about you know, there's a lot. I have a lot of questions about that game after that demo. Where it's like, what's going on? Who are you up against? Where where is the world at? How many years has it been? You know, why why is everyone smaller? (laughs) Yeah. because I mean, well, I think they want. I think they're trying to get rid of the whole are, meathead, yeah. Like, but are Kong they, or thing. is that like a thing? Like, we're you know, is there? Are they going to address that? Is it like you know, in the Gears of War one through three era, where now became like,
0: vegetarians? Well, like. <laughs> no, were they like
1: pumped up on steroids and crazy HGH kind of stuff to things, make them yeah. strong enough to fight the locust, and now right. they don't have to do that, so humans look more normal now.
0: Who knows? But
1: now that something comes, you know, I, I, it I, now
0: I, looks a lot less iconic and a lot more generic. It does. It, like looking at that footage, you'd be like, "You never well, wait, know what it is gears. You no. never
1: know it." And that's a bad thing, in my opinion. Yeah, it what you know. People made fun of it, but it was iconic looking. Like you always knew a Gears of War screenshot when it was. Oh like, yeah,
0: and I mean, part of that was the was the Unreal Engine because every <laughs> yeah, game, everything was has say. a plasticky <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: No one has any hair. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, I don't know, my hype level for Gears, it's there. Like, it, you know, I haven't played the Halo 4 of Gears of War yet. Right. So right. I
1: still have, you know, hope for it. And these are, this is, again, you know, it's a new team. Yeah. Uh, what's their name? Like, well, they started out as it's like... It's not Black Tusk anymore. They're, I don't even remember what they changed it to. It's like Cog... Cognitive, cog. I don't remember something. It's cog related. It's, it's yeah. like it's it, it's clearly the studio that will make Gears of War games from a now from until, now until down. they I yeah just, they stop making them. Like That's they might I'm as well not. just call them GOW studios. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like Gears. Of War, I like the stop and pop cover shooting stuff. I know it's like passé to, yeah. to say that now, but I always like I've liked it since since. Um, well, it did it the best. Hmm? It does it the best It does Gears. it the best yeah. I've liked it since since Windback and Killswitch Introduced it yeah. And uh, and C- Cliff Admits that Killswitch Was an influence On yeah, Gears of War 1 Well you can't um, deny it Yeah right. <laughs> It's like And I like Gears of War I mean I still think Gears of War 1 Is the best one uh, I think it's a very I think it's oddly Maybe would be the word That's it's an oddly Personal game Yeah And like uh, Gears 2 for me I think is the best one the Gears One made the
0: biggest impression Multi- on me.
1: Multiplayer wise, oh, 2, oh okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. multiplayer wise, Gears Two. Gears One to me, single player was was just because like the the aesthetic was new and the, that dest- that destroyed beauty thing was yeah. like a new and it, you know it was it was still in that era where Unreal Three we hadn't gotten tired of the shortcomings yet, so it was still kind of that holy shit a game looks like this oh, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole chainsaw band. I mean, yeah, the chainsaw Like I said, ba- the you know, impact w- impact-wise,
0: the first one obviously, cuz yeah. it was just like holy wow.
1: And because, you know, it, and I think some of that got explained by Cliff last year when he talked about on Twitter, he kind of went through how you know, it was a very you know, he he exercised a lot of personal demons in that game from his personal life and in, in yeah. general, and I think it comes through in that game that that is a very you 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 know not not to get like tortured poet about it but yeah. it's like that whoever's telling you this you know whoever's serving this game up to you the first gears of war uh seen some shit yeah for sure and uh, <laughs> and they built off that in two yeah. and three but one is the one that really feels like. uh not to get super pretentious because it is the week The Witness came out so it's okay to get pretentious (laughs) a little bit I think if you've read any of those reviews
0: whoo well here's Um, the thing the first one has no levity
1: to it it is just grim and dark but but, but the first Gears of War is where I felt like an artist was speaking to me yeah yeah Uh, whereas two and three build off of it but also they kind of know that they're ridiculous well there's a lot more wisecracking well wisecracking we're it's a giant worm, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that stuff. And
0: the first one was a lot more serious.
1: Yeah, the yeah. first one was like you were watching the end of humanity. I hope like, the ends.
0: new one is like the first one and is more serious It yeah, doesn't little, get ham it up as much as there, the last. Year. I mean,
1: there's a desperation to one that the other yeah. two don't have. Yeah. Um, even a, a Judgment, which takes place around the same time as one or before it, like yeah. doesn't have. That no, you're right. Like you're absolutely like, right. Like Years like of War One, you don't. I don't. When you, I play Years of War One, I, I don't feel like we're gonna win. Like even, oh yeah, you feel hopeless. Yeah, even if you're gonna, even if you succeed in whatever you know, Marcus and them are trying to do, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna matter. it's, yeah, gonna, yeah. it's gonna like delay humanity's extinction for like a year. Maybe, maybe if yeah. you like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna save a city. Yeah. yeah, So so I'm like, yeah. You know, so that's why, like, I kind of hope they, they bring it back to that and remember the roots. And I'm sure, I'm sure, they know, you know, Rod knows that.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope so. We'll see. Uh, moving on, Crackdown Three. We talked about this very briefly earlier. I've said this before. I am not a big Crackdown fan. I, I never loved
1: under- Crackdown One. I, I remember when I worked with you in Chief. G- did not I like Crackdown
0: Two. I remember I worked with you at G Four. Like you and Kevin Pereira and a couple other people just loved that game. And I literally played it for like two hours, and I was like, I don't want to play anymore. Like, I don't want any more orbs. I just didn't care. It just, I didn't like the universe. I didn't like the gameplay. I hated the floaty, like super jumping, like. It just, to me, it honestly felt like a jank fest.
1: Skills for kills. And I was like,
0: like, I can go collect stuff in any game. I liked
1: it if I got it, like, I got in my car and it got better (laughs) depending on how high my (laughs) level was. Like, it was, I mean, Crackdown is so dumb. It is. It is so dumb, but it's just, like, it's just pure fun. Like, I I loved it. Especially because, like, at the time there wasn't any kind of open world superhero stuff happening. Yeah. And like the ability to jump around and do those like huge crazy super jumps and climb up buildings like that There just wasn't anything else like that at the time and I loved it I just loved it And and yeah like the strongholds you had to take out were like super dumb and simple And like you were super overpowered It was no challenge to it whatsoever But I loved every damn minute And then Crackdown 2 came out and I was like what, what happened? Yeah, like it just didn't work the same way. I don't know.
0: It was I, the same game. I think everyone had just burned out on it at that I point. I don't agree
1: with that. I, I, because I remember, I specifically remember being in a co-op game on the review copy of that, and it was like me and Demsky, our the writer on the show, Mike Dembski, the writer on the show, and like Morgan, we were all in there. We we're standing around like tormenting a bunch of uh, criminals or something, and it was just this moment where we're all. Like, is this not as fun as the other one? Like, does anyone feel like this isn't as fun? And it was like, like yeah, like, so what's up? Like, what's, like, why isn't this as good? And I still don't quite know.
0: Because climbers. you were mesmerized by the first one. You should have liked the first but one. that's
1: not true because <laughs> I went back and played the first one again and I still like it. Really?
0: Yeah. I've never There's liked it. something a different about I honestly could care less about this game. I really don't care if it ever...
1: You could cancel it and I wouldn't care at all. I hope it's super good. I mean, I'm, look, I always want I to hope play new games. 2 was a fluke but, and they figured it out again. Or I don't remember who's making this. Um, I think but, it's a different studio than made the other ones. I, I think so, yeah. But, yeah. I, but I just hope... I hope it. They they figure out what made one work and two didn't work, and they make it more like one, and uh, maybe give you a little more to do. Because I think it. You know, like when I think about how like sometimes like the Just Cause games don't quite have enough to fill the size of their map. Yeah. That reminds me of Crackdown a yep. little bit in the sense it's like yeah it's cool what I do, but you need to come up with like three or four more things for me to do, and um, so you know I hope they get there with that, and uh, I hope it's it's. Uh, I don't care. Lives up. I don't care. It could go away. I would not shed a tear. You want to talk about don't care? Let's move on to the next one.
0: I do care about this one though. Fable uh, Legends.
1: <laughs> I don't have a lot of confidence in this one. I like the idea. Well,
0: it's another game that's been delayed like five wow. times. Yeah. I'm even wondering if it'll even make it out this year.
1: What is this? People are complaining about a mic wire. A mic wire? Some kind of like staticky or like loose mic wire? Someone's complaining about? On you, I think? On me? Yeah. Is there anything? You're hearing anything? Sammy, hearing anything?
0: No, I heard a little, like, hum a little bit ago, but nothing. consistent. Hmm. Well, everything seems to be plugged in okay. I'm
1: not sure. There's, like, sub-level, to- it's, like, you know, veterans that are, oh. that are saying it, so I thought it might be worth bringing up.
2: For
0: sure. Oh, well. So, asymmetrical... Gameplay, like you can basically play as like the bad guy. Yeah, it's like four players instructing play as the, the minions. Good guys, and then one player is the villain.
1: basically. A lot of I will games. only want to play as the villain. I think in this game, probably. I mean, a lot of the a lot of board games work that way now. Like, there's a lot of board games you can like Descent and Star Wars Imperial Assault. There's a lot of board games that do that thing where one player is sort of the dungeon master, but like specifically set against the players, um, and it's a really cool dynamic. And if they can pull it off in this game. I think it'll be like a really special thing. I'm not entirely convinced they could pull it off properly in a free-to-play environment because I feel like you're gonna hit some paywalls that are ugly.
0: Well they have to make money off of it somehow and the game's been in development for like four years or longer so yeah I wouldn't be surprised if there are some nefarious free-to-play practices at work with this game but I love the concept the idea behind the game. I just I would just want to play like the bad guy all the time, just trying to hmm. take down like my four friends. That sounds like more fun to me than actually being like the people playing the game. But you know they've they've consistently put out media for this game. It hasn't gone away. Like once every couple of months they'll put out a new trailer. They've been putting out these like. Uh, character profiles over the last few months um i do
1: like the characters so i do far.
0: too i like the art the game looks great like technically even you know a lot of times when you have a game that's been in development this long it ends up getting lapped technologically but the game still looks up to scratch to me with all the other xbox one games it doesn't look like it's old or a game that's been delayed a ton of times um it is Lionhead. <laughs> It, it, you can either laugh at that, or you can say it with reverence, because, you know, they have done some good stuff. They've also done some really disappointing stuff, and so, I don't know. It's This is a hard game to judge, but I will say I am excited for it, and, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I've been disappointed by Fable as many times as I've had a good time with it, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously Molyneux's not there anymore. That may... That adds a kind of a different angle to it. I have
1: never gotten the impression that Molly was particularly involved in the Fable games. Really? No. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know about that. Well, it came from Big Blue Box in the first place, which were basically brought in to save it. Yeah. And then, like... Yeah, he was always working on like stuff like Milo and Kate and all those like weird side projects. He was always that. busy talking. He was, I mean, he's the he's the face of it. He's the guy who was sent going yeah. on the PR journey, but I don't know if he was all that invested in the day-to-day kind of like nitty-gritty how they work thing. He's more of a big picture.
0: Well, I guy. think the first one he was, certainly. The first one well, the, was that was like one, his game.
1: It, well, the first one, the first one came from Big Blue Box.
0: Right. But and, like,
1: then that was all his
0: concept and his dream The and Lionhead had to
1: save it. Basically. Right. Well, basically he just oversold
0: his development team and Put these things out there that were never going to be possible and, and the Hardware at
1: the time. Exactly. I mean, he just yeah. Couldn't
0: do it. He wrote checks his with his mouth that his
1: ass couldn't cash. Essentially, is what it was. And uh, and they, I mean, they still there's still every once in a while a reference in some of those fable games to like the plant the acorn and grow the oak tree thing, but yeah. never quite got. There.
0: That's funny that that never even happened, even yeah. on Xbox 360. And here we are at on Xbox One. Like yeah. now, we are actually at a place where maybe they can make that happen. Maybe they like should remaster or recreate the first Fable and make it what it was supposed to be from the beginning.
1: I would like to see a real, be, you know, a real legit Fable tried again. It would be interesting
0: because the technology is probably there at this point where you could do a lot—not all of it—but and think about that. Yeah. Even now, you still couldn't do a lot of the stuff that he had promised back then.
1: Probably not Yeah but like I'm Like you remember when it was like It's like oh kids will cut their hair Like your character Yeah, so yeah. even that never really happened No
0: I mean you did kind of get the whole Everybody in In the environment Does respond to things that you did mm. And will react to you But all that really means is like Oh you killed this guy
1: Now someone when you walk by him Says hey you killed that guy yeah. Like I mean it's like it's, It seems like It doesn't You know you go back and play like Fable 2 Which I still enjoy Fable 2 Very yeah. much Yeah but like, I even like Fable three. Nothing. I, I like. I mean, Fable three was was a step back to me. But like, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I, the only Fable I really legitimately don't like is the Kinect game. Yeah. Um. I don't think anybody. Understandably. Really
0: yeah. It. <laughs> all right. Let's move on. Cuphead. Here's an example where we did kind of slide an indie game in here a little bit. Um. This game press is all over this game.
1: Well, because look at it.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it looks awesome. It's really freaking hard. Like, really freaking hard. I mean, you can tell just by mm-hmm. watching this footage how hard this, it is. This like, looks
1: like something you would have had to import for the Saturn. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's amazing that like, it's one of those games where you're like, wow. This is going to get made, huh? It's hard to believe it's a game. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like... It's really, really pretty. And of an, and like an animation art style, it is like borderline forgotten. It's just hard to believe that that is like interactive. That you're yeah. controlling that. You ever, you ever look at that and think like, what if Epic Mickey was just that? Oh, I know.
0: It would be awesome. It would be way better than what it ended up being. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> but this game, the press is all over it. It won some Best of E3 awards... Um, in fact, it did so well at E3 that they basically ended up delaying it to make it, I think, to make it as good as everybody thinks mm-hmm. it is. I <laughs> think what happened is they came out of E3 and they're like, "We there's... better
1: make this game as good as the art." <laughs> <No>, they're
0: like, <laughs> "People are saying this game is like way better than it really is. Like, we need to make sure it ends up living mm-hmm. up to this pedigree because now it has the opportunity to really do something and become something big." So. Um, you know, they get, ended up giving them plenty of time. The game is an Xbox One exclusive, which is kind of crazy. I don't know if that's is it like exclusive exclusive last. or like timed. I think as of right now, it still is an exclusive. Like, really? Well, remember, uh, I can't remember. Was it Gamescom or whatever? Like that was a big part of their presentation. They came out on stage, and the Cuphead guys were out mm, there and yeah. did a demo of it or whatever.
1: Like a Windows version, maybe? I don't know. I feel like it kinda... I think
0: right now it's just Xbox One. I, obviously, I would not be surprised at all if it becomes a Windows game right. as well, because that's pretty much the way everything goes. Gears of War yeah. Four, I'm sure, is eventually going to be a Windows game as well. So, but yeah, it's the indie darling right now. I guess is the best way to put it. Um, as of right now, I'm exclusive to Xbox One, we did kind of cheat there a little bit and give Xbox One an indie game when we could have done that for PlayStation mm. Four. But so anyway, next game, Recore. Mm-hmm. Another game I would be really surprised if it made it out this year.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, especially with the mining number nine. Uh, it's in, in a fune game. Um, there are
0: developers working on this game who worked on Metroid Prime. That makes me excited. That's good. That's yeah. a really good thing. Um, and hopefully they're the ones who are actually handling everything. Because if you remember, Metroid Prime, when those games were being made, it was also kind of a, the same deal. Like They had like the figurehead from Japan who would come over and live with them mm-hmm. for a while and work on the game for a couple months, go back to Japan do his thing in Japan for a little while, come back at Milestones to see how they're doing. Like, wrong! Do it again! Exactly, and that's kind of what's going on with 3Core. You know, you have this team of people who are building the game, and then Inafune popping in here and there to to help them work on it. So, certainly one of the more unique games for Xbox One. Um, I think Xbox One could use a lot more games like this, because I do feel a lot of Xbox One games are pretty much the same games we got with Xbox 360. It's like, mm-hmm. here's another Fable, here's another Forza, here's another Gears. Like I'm still irritated that they cancelled
1: Phantom Dust.
0: Yeah, well actually now they're saying that it may not be dead. They like, revived the trademark and everything for it, mm. so there's a faint chance it might still be alive, but but, yeah, I mean, Xbox needs a lot more games like Recore. Even yeah. if the game ends up being terrible or whatever, like, they need, tried. they need more games with different themes. They need more Ori and the Blind Forests. Yeah, and they need new IP. Like, yeah. they need new ideas and new concepts and new franchises that they can turn into mega hits. So, I'm all for this game. Hopefully, it turns out to, to look as good as, like, this initial trailer has kind of played out. Um, it's been getting a lot of hype. Uh,. Feels like this game's kind of caught in between indie and big budget.
1: Yeah, it also feels like it's like they don't really quite know when we're going to see this yet. I mean, right
0: now it is announced for 2016. Um, I, again, I say like I said when we first started talking about it, I would not be surprised if it makes it doesn't make it this year. Yeah. So we'll see. The last game we're going to talk about for the Xbox One 2016 preview: Sea of Thieves.
1: Rare's the, the Rare game that Rare's been wanting to make forever apparently Rare's open world Pirate MMO
0: Kind of thing
1: Not a lot of info about this
0: one yet. No I mean they put out this trailer Rare's been spending a lot of time Like showing off it's old games lately yeah. Like they've been putting out old vault footage Of like Banjo Kazooie When it was like Dreams For like mm-hmm. the Super Nintendo And like If you're not preparing me for Banjo 3 Don't Don't Yeah, don't talk about that that. stuff. Yeah, don't (laughs) tease me. Well, I mean, we're kind of getting that with ukulele anyway. Since most of those people kind of left Rare at at this point, anyway. This game again, kind of like with Recore, Microsoft needs more of this, like new IPs. I mean, the game. I don't know if it has like mass appeal. I don't know if this is the kind of game that goes on to sell like you know ten million units, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. People like pirates. Do they? I think they like pirates when Johnny Depp's the pirate. uh, (laughs) I don't know if they just like general pirates. Everybody can make a Johnny Depp and we'll we'll get on the ship. I like like the art style. Yeah, I love the art style. I mean, it's rare. It looks like a rare game, which is good in this day and age to see Rare making a game that looks like a rare game. Yeah.
1: Because... As opposed to the bottom of uh, an Avatar shoe.
0: Yeah, the crappy Kinect stuff they've been forced to work on for the last half decade or more, so... Uh, Technically, the game looks like it's back up to Rare Scratch. I mean, that's the best-looking water I've ever seen in a video game, pretty much hands down. Uh, You know, once upon a time, Rare was pretty much known. Rare was like Naughty Dog before Naughty Dog. Yeah, cutting edge on everything. They used to be the pinnacle of video game graphical development. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it kind of lapsed from that. It actually really started as soon as Microsoft bought them, oddly enough.
1: Yeah. Well they used to make that N sixty four cry. Yeah. I mean it so hard. Yeah, I mean they sacrifice frame rates here and there
0: to make it happen, but
1: I mean I love um Jeff Force Gemini. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if anyone's gone back, you know, because I played a lot of it on Rare Replay Yeah, last year. I don't know if anyone's gone back and actually plugged that cartridge back in the N64, but I have no idea how I played that game. No, oh, uh, I played it all the way to the end, and I loved every minute oh, of it. Oh, I played it to, to the end. <laughs> I, one, one of the first things I ever did on, uh, it wasn't even X-Play yet, it was still Extended Play. of The yeah. first things I ever did was uh, one of our producers, Greg Bemis, brought in his Jet Force Gemini cartridge, and he and Sessler... Brought it in and pointed it to it and, and said, "Beat this boss," because oh. he's like, "I've been stuck on this boss for like four years." And so I, it was the it was the dog boss against like the two jumping mantis things. Yeah. And um and I beat it with one hit left on the life. That bar. game was hard. And that was like my like that was like my almost my audition to, to be like on that show. One of the hardest end bosses I've ever played. Oh, Mizara was crazy. I don't know. Actually, you know what I. I think we talked about this before. I don't think I don't think I finished that.
0: I did beat it, finally. I don't
1: think I had enough homing rockets. You to had to have it. all of them. Yeah, I did not. <laughs> I, rem- I remember being... I think I'm probably still standing there. Well, that game was in hard that, as the, on, that, on that game cartridge save. It's probably, he's probably standing there.
0: I finished it, and I was very proud of myself when I did. Again, like, probably the most difficult end boss that I ever beat. As far as, like... A boss that required hand-eye coordination. Mm. Like, look, I don't play the Souls games. I'm guessing maybe some of the last bosses in those games might be more difficult.
1: I, I finished. I finished. Uh, I never finished Demon Souls, but I did finish Dark Souls one, two, and Bloodborne, and I don't remember anything as hard as me. I, really? I finished them. Yeah, and I didn't. didn't I, I can't beat Mizar I could not beat my or, yeah. or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, he was yeah, rare. I mean, rare was hard. Rare did not fuck around. No, there game. was like
0: even Donkey Kong uh, sixty four. There was some parts yeah. of that game like I got like that game. I got like ninety nine percent, and there was one goal I never was ever able to accomplish. Like just never. Mm. I tried or like, it.
1: Blast Corps. Like blast core. Yeah. I mean Blasco is pretty simple to get through. Right. But if you but, want to get golds and stuff like mm mm-mm.
0: yeah, but they're all like perfectly tuned. Like and it yeah. was like the like the cheats for Goldeneye, where you had if like the the certain like uh, requirements that they gave you to like were the stars that they gave you in Golden There's like certain levels for mm-hmm. each mission that you can complete and like the hardest difficulty in those was just devilish, but you could do it. Like there was <laughs> you could do it. Yeah. Like it seemed impossible when you first started trying. But the more you played it, you just started to realize, like, the genius of, like, how they had just played it a million times and figured out, like, if yeah, you're un- good enough... Unlike a lot of games today, they actually tested those types right. of difficulties. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if there's much of that left at Rare at this point. And I, I don't, don't think know. Sea of Thieves, it, to me, has any of that DNA in it. It doesn't look to have that kind of DNA in it.
1: I... I... I don't want to rip it, but like, there's a part of me that's like, that looks a lot more like Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Yeah, yeah, uh, it looks Vanjo like a cat. It looks me. like
0: a casual game to me. Maybe yeah. that's the best way to put it. It looks like a like have fun on the high seas with your pals kind of game, not mm-hmm. like a you know sit down on your couch and grind it out type yeah. of game. So we'll but see. At the very least, look, Rare hasn't made a great game in a really, very really long time. long time. Like, what's
1: the last one? Cameo? Would you even call that great? No. No? I, w- I would... The last great rare game, I would say, was Jet Force Gemini.
0: Well, I would say Conquer was a great game. Was Conquer after that? Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, I'll go with Conquer then.
0: But, yeah, otherwise... Not the
1: Microsoft version,
0: though. No, right. The N64 yeah. version. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, once they went to Xbox 360, the first Perfect Dark was terrible for Xbox 360. Um... Yeah, all uh, the, the, by the, 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 the Conker, grab by the Ghoulies. The
1: conquer Grabbed by the Ghoulies, there was Xbox One, the original Xbox, with the, then the conquer relive and reloaded, which was more, more edited for content than the original. Had, had better bleeping. fur shading. It's better fur shading, <laughs> but more bleeping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the framerate wasn't very good. It was, it was still, it didn't really fix the problems of the N64 version and just sort of introduced more problems. Yeah, and then Cameo. The
0: cameo that ended up coming out on Xbox was completely different from the cameo that was shown on GameCube. So, yeah. and I don't know if that was a case where Microsoft made him change it, but it seemed a lot more interesting. Like, cameo on GameCube, she was like um, a puppeteer inside the creatures. Yeah, you could actually see her inside the creatures like kind like of like working them. Like yeah. yeah, And then in the in the final game that came out, she just transformed it. Into into creatures. Them, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Rare's glory days. It does bring a tear to my eye yeah. a little bit to Can you see. Imagine what to you them. remember
1: that, uh, only two systems ago they put out, they were it was that was two launch titles for the Xbox three sixty. Yeah. Yep. And then they were relegated to connect stuff forever. Yep. Well we'll
0: see. This is their chance. They they yeah. took the chains off, let them make a real game bring it back. Again, I'd be knowing Rare, by the way, I'd be really surprised if this game comes out this year. So maybe yeah. ultimately Xbox One's lineup isn't looking all that good because there's a lot of iffies on there.
1: Yeah, but maybe they've got a couple things up their sleeve for E3 that might make it this year. They better. We don't know about yet.
0: But, uh, yeah, so not a terrible year for Xbox One. I mean, if you only have an Xbox One, hopefully they spread out these releases enough throughout the year that you have something to keep you busy. Yeah. If not, buy a nope. PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to Nintendo in 2016. We're going to combine both handheld and Wii U together in this. Obviously, the big elephant in the room is the NX. All kinds of crazy rumors. That's one thing that has happened over the break as well. Like, supposedly. Just insane NX rumors flying all over the place. Like, I don't even know what to believe anymore. I don't believe any of it. GameStop sent out a survey this week asking people if they planned on buying a Nintendo NX this year. Mm-hmm. Probably the best evidence yet that it might come out this year. Like I said, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm, it has to be this year. There's I don't no think I theory.
0: still don't think so. I still don't think it'll come out this year. But oh, I would well. say that survey is cer- more than any of the other bullcrap, like all the parts mm-hmm. suppliers and all that. That to me is the most concrete evidence that it has a shot to come out this year. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about the NX already. Without any more information, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time talking about it here. I
1: saw a thread uh, on GAF that was, what are the biggest mistakes the NX will make? If you (laughs) think, it was like, that's like three hypotheticals on top of each other. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to talk about yet.
0: Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not until they say something.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's rumor again, there's rumor Or if, like, it.
1: something comes out that is indisputably... Or there's the other rumor, saying leak. we're going to
0: find something out in March. I mean, here's the thing. If it's coming out this year, we should hear something in March, because that's GDC. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rumors always start swirling with the Nintendo hardware, because they go there, they're trying to get recruiters to work on right. it. So, here's well, what I, I would I, say. I, the
1: rumors are swirling the right timing right now.
0: Here's yeah. what I would say. If we do not hear anything about it in March... And swirling around GDC, I don't I don't think there's any way it's coming out this year. Because that's... You have to go to that show, and you have to get those people on board to start working on your hardware. You have to.
1: Unless Nintendo is so far gone, they don't think they need them anymore.
0: Or they they think their idea is so great that they don't need yeah. third-party support. Well, I mean, look. They haven't had third-party support in a long time, really, yeah, they're anyway. They're used to it. Yeah, I mean... We're used to it. The GameCube was the last time they had really legitimate third-party support. Mm-hmm. And now that was a long time ago, which makes me well, feel the, really old, man.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing though. Is like they got to come up with something that's normal enough as a system that you can just port your stuff to it, and not have to make a special Nintendo version of it. Yeah, exactly. That was the thing that sank. The, but
0: it sure sounds like NX is going to be another one of those like. Yeah. I mean, it, it's look. I think we can all agree at this point. It's not just going to be an HD console with a controller. Which, and which like some of us
1: might wish, want that.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, it's just not gonna. And I just don't think Nintendo's ever gonna do that again. I just don't see it. Like, it did it with the GameCube. It got them twenty million
1: sales. Mm. But they didn't. Still, didn't quite do it with the GameCube because you you would they hamstrung it with those tiny discs. I guess. Like that system was powerful. Like yeah, The yeah. GameCube still looks good. It so does. Yeah. Yeah. Metroid Prime. I think it, it was it the most powerful. Great.
0: I think it was the most capable hardware of that generation. I, I, I think it's. I think secretly, yes, that's, yeah. I think
1: it was definitely the most powerful. If you I like, mean,
0: look at like Star Fox Adventures, yeah. dude. That game is amazing. It still looks good,
1: Metroid, yeah. Metroid Prime, man. man yeah. Metroid Prime still look amazing.
0: I mean, Star Fox Adventures, though, man. That's like yeah. next level shit right there, that dude. That was rare.
1: That was rare. Unleashed. Remember on the, the hardware?
0: Yeah, remember the first shading in that? It looked amazing. It still looks amazing.
1: Like. Yeah. No, it was a no, little... No better bird er <laughs> creature in bikini in in the GameCube library. It no was question. a little
0: lunchbox that couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately.
1: All right, let's start talking about some of these
0: games. Uh, Twilight Princess HD. I think that game's going to sell a ton.
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people who have a Wii U who didn't have a Wii. yeah. And or, just or, or didn't play they,
1: it, or they didn't like the waggle controls. So yeah, because that's that's what I'm interested in. Because I didn't even finish Twilight Princess. Oh really? Uh, I got about two thirds of the way through it, and eventually I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I didn't like the the. the you know, I I was tired of that after the first day, basically. And I always regretted not buying the GameCube version, uh, which was flipped. The you know well, the Wii version was flipped because right Link's left handed. Yep. Um, and I always kind of wished I'd gotten the GameCube version, and this is the GameCube version, you know, yep. up for, you know, done in HD, and I'm like, you know what, I'll play that. I'll do that. I want to see what I think of it with an actual controller in my hand.
0: All kinds of amiibo support in the game. Lots yeah. of conjecture that it may lock away a secret dungeon that you can only play if you have the amiibo.
1: It's like a little arena thing, they said. And, like, you know, on one canon Ganon
0: game, amiibo makes the game more
1: difficult. Yeah, it makes and... you take double damage, and putting the two Link amiibo... Uh, I think refills your hearts, and the Zelda, Zelda, yeah. and uh,
0: so it makes the game harder or easier. It's yeah. a little it doesn't weird really matter, and then like the Wolf one, the Wolf. It's amigo. kind of cheating, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know how to play a Zelda game and just drop your Amiibo down there and replenish you can only your health? You do it, like,
1: once a day, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, w- I wasn't aware of that. And um, you can put, like, th- th- here's the thing. The thing that the Wolf Amiibo unlocks, first off, if you're not getting the Wolf Amiibo, what's wrong with you? Because that thing looks awesome. It does, yeah. Uh, second, because I I love Midna. I think Midna's, like, Nintendo's, like, only real great new character in I the last, like, that. 10 years. I agree with that. I like Midna she's, a lot as well, yeah. She's, like, got a real character to her. She's yeah. got a real arc. She's got a real... She wants something, and she you're either going to get it or you don't. And she plays really well off of off of Link. And yeah. it's really weird that she's kind of sandwiched between hey, listen, and the phi, the, the Skyward <laughs> <scoured> Sword, <laughs> uh, whatever. I figure yeah. I thought it was phi because it's like Wi-Fi pun. I thought it was Phi, I don't know. I have no idea because yeah. there's, no there's no voice acting. acting! <laughs> but like. <laughs> Like I really like Minden, so I'm like I'm all in on the, on the. I guarantee somebody in the comments for this show will tell us exactly how it's pronounced. Someone by knows. the way, <laughs> uh, well, they are talking about how the opening hours of Twilight Princess were so boring, and they're right. They are, yeah, because, it's really like, it's, horribly paced. It's like, it's paced, like eight yeah. hours before yeah. the first <laughs> full dungeon. It's just like guys, it's really horribly paced. Yeah, it. you don't even get in the green outfit until then. It's just like yeah. running around in my tribe tribe boy suit with the yeah, little well, wind waker. Yeah, it takes a long time to get going, yeah. but um. It, it, you know the, the the Amiibo unlocks like I like a little umbrella. but the prize for the uh, the thing that the ami- the Amiibo unlocks is like a wallet that holds nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine rupees, and like that game, there were, you, had, you didn't have anything to spend your rupees on anyway. Yeah. That was half the problem. I remember you go all through all this trouble to get to one of those big chests. You open it, it was like one of the giant rupees. Like, you don't have a room in your wallet. Close the chest again. And I'm just like, fuck no, you. What I want that rupee. I don't care if it's not rupee. Just grab it and throw it, <laughs> throw it in the grass. Let, let me I don't do fucking something. Yeah. But just let me get the thing <laughs> yeah. I, fu- I came up here to get. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, on one hand, it's like, it, you know, it lets you open more chests and leave them open, I guess. But yeah. on the other hand, it doesn't seem like it's a very vital... I mean, let's
0: be honest. Twilight Princess HD is a stopgap game. It's yeah. like an olive branch to Nintendo time. fans who are pissed off because they, <laughs> this console is being sent out to
1: pasture way yeah. too early. But it's gonna. Yeah, and they haven't gotten a Zelda game yet. Yeah. Um, and by the way, for those of us who are kind of in the uh, I think Zelda, you might move to the NX. People like this game should worry the shit out of you. You think so? I think. I mean, it my, doesn't
0: change my perspective at all. I
1: think my guess would be that like. Um, my guess would be that Zelda U will be on both. Yeah, uh, I think like, that's like the, Twilight Princess was. I think that's the going. Yeah, but there's a little slice of me that feels nervous when he sees this Twilight Princess HD because on one end, yeah, they're probably just trying to fill a slot in the schedule, but it's just every once in a while you get that thing where it's just like. Where are the real You know like when Keeley would ask Like Reggie Like where's The games Where are the Wii games For the gamers And Reggie would be like What you got Animal Crossing yeah. And it's just like <laughs> I, can, I can just see That whole like What we didn't get A Wii A Zelda on the Wii It's like hey no. You got Wind Waker And Twilight Princess Those are two of the Best Zeldas And it's no. just like No No it's no no they, they'll,
0: they'll put they'll put out Zelda U On the Wii U They better They will Alright let's 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 move on Pokin Tournament Is that
1: how you pronounce that?"
0: I'm assuming pokin, pokin, I mean, you pronounce it Pokemon, so Pokemon, I assume it's pokin tournament.
1: Pok- yeah, pocket monster plus Tekken, basically. Yeah, pokin. Yeah, <laughs> pokin. It's basically a Tekken fighting game skinned with Pokemon. But it's like different than it's like it's it's that, but it's also like the the perspective, the way you play it is like there's an element of like those like verse a like Gundam versus games yeah. that are so popular in Japan, where like. And it's like, you're introduced Because here's the thing. I think a lot of people that are looking forward to this that maybe aren't following it super closely are going to be, like, horribly disappointed when they find out that it's not really made for couch co-op, is no. it? No. Like, the way you have to play... Like, you, there's the special controller, but the special controller only... Like... I think it's something like one player has to look at the, the game pad screen and the other has to use the TV with that special controller. Right. Because you have to have, the perspective of it, you can't play two players on the same screen like a normal fighting game. Right. It's, it's like kind of a behind the shoulder idea sort of thing, yeah. like those Gundam versus games. And it's just like people are already hitting the point where they're like, how are we going to do tournaments with this thing? like. It's, I don't see Poké turn tournaments. Dude, at all. the fighting the, the fighting game community is is up for anything that adds new stuff to do, and on top of that, dude, Pokemon fans, yeah. Pokemon fans, like the, it's so huge. Pokemon community. It is. I mean, look, it's gonna show. sell
0: really well. But this is another stopgap game. Like this, it is is, this game was announced for the arcade that... for like a year before they even. It, but here's like, the okay, thing is I gonna... think
1: a lot of Pokemon fans, a lot, good chunk of the Pokemon fan base, especially older. 20s and 30s are like really excited for the idea of like, oh, in a real time Pokemon combat game with some of the the favorite Pokemon in it, and like you're gonna hit the point where it's like they they suddenly realize, like, you you can't just go buy this game, put it in your Wii U, and play against someone else. You need another controller, or you need to like, you use this screen and I use this screen. I don't think, Matt, to be honest with
0: you, I don't think hardly anyone realizes that's how it plays. I I think most people are just like, it's just a fighting game.
1: Where you know really you have the side view about a month ago, and, I started and finally looking half circle like, towards
0: yeah. and a button and like no, it's not, it's yeah I know it's not how it works at all. Yeah, it ain't
1: Pokemon Fighter Two. It's uh, yeah. It's like those you know it, it's it's virtual own Pokemon. Yeah yeah. More than that's it, a good way it, to describe it's a, it's it. It's kind yeah. of like that. So it's it's I think that's a really weird choice they made on that.
0: People are gonna buy it no matter what, whether they're ultimately sure. really happy with it and keep playing it. Who knows? But it's
1: gonna sell well. I think it's gonna sell well, but I it's just it's. It's going to, it's, you know, it, i I looking at it from the perspective of, like, a fighting game, kind of, uh, you know, way, a way to get together with people and play. It's yeah. going to, they made it harder than it needs to be, especially for a Pokemon. A Pokemon, you just, you don't want to have to have, you don't have to explain the Pokemon game to your friends. You want to just right. be able to pick it up well, and Well, think play. about
0: most people who play Pokemon, like, they're not people who play a lot of fighting games right. typically. But like, they
1: might pick it up. To, you know, it's like Smash Brothers. You might pick it up just to have fun with your friends right. because you like the characters. And right. Like, so
0: my point is, like, making it complicated to play is a terrible yeah. idea and a bad Agreed. decision. Like, but I think at the same time, Nintendo knows people are going to buy it. So yeah. there you have it. It's all That's about making nice. money at this point and, and making sure people don't revolt <laughs> and buy. And they will buy the NX. Like they're just trying to. Keep everybody happy at this point, so that they don't lose them as like permanent customers. Basically, let's mm-hmm. uh, so move on. Star Fox Zero. I have zero faith in this game. <laughs> zero, de- and again, a delayed game. Delay. Nintendo games always get delayed. Pretty mm-hmm. much every one of them always gets delayed. And so Star
1: Fox has you know, uh, Star- <laughs> lot, there's been a lot of Star Fox games that never saw the light of day. It's interesting how they always you know they seem to have the most second thoughts on Star Fox when it really comes down to the wire. Here's, here's what bothers me about Star Fox Zero, is that they finally listen to people
0: who are like, just give us Star Fox 64 four two. <laughs> but then that was like all they did. It's like, mm. you know, Star Fox 64, I can still play it and enjoy it. I don't enjoy it anywhere near as much as I did whenever I first played it. And this really is just Star Fox 64 four two, but although it doesn't seem to have like the cinematic part of it. And not that... Star Fox 64 was a cinematic tour de force or anything, but it did have a narrative that kind of carried you along and, like, I don't know, man. And technically, the game doesn't look great. Like, graphically, it just seems all barren and empty and, and you know, the Wii U gamepad stuff feels forced and unnecessary.
1: Like, I have... Like, why don't you just make it so I can maneuver the thing and aim it that way? Yeah. Like, it's, it's weird that, like... Because, like, on one hand, when I played it in E3, I liked the idea of aiming with the pad for, like, precision. Yeah, yeah. The gyro aiming. But, yeah. like, the control... And it's harder to explain if you haven't actually played it, but the control of the actual ship... Changes. Feels, like, less as a result. Like, it's it's yeah. almost like you're like, oh, well, the controls on the ship don't have to be that precise. Well, that's if you because can they want so you pers- to look
0: down things. at the gamepad while you're doing the aiming right. instead of being able to look at
1: the TV screen. But it's like... But for me, like... I feel like they, they kind of slacked off on how the the ship controls work because they thought they could kind of cover that with the band aid of the precision controls on the gamepad, and like that ain't Star Fox. I mean, Star yeah. Fox is about like you know split second moves and and you know getting avoiding those things with you know by the skinnier. To ship. me,
0: it's like about insanity, mm-hmm. like just. A crazy amount of stuff going on all around you. Just the fact that you're able to look down at the gamepad while you're playing it and not suffer any consequences just shows that they missed the mark on the game. Like, that's not Star Fox to me. Like, Well, it
1: looks... It's very empty.
0: Yeah, that's what it's I'm saying. empty. Yeah, there's not enough chaos in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about Star Fox. It's just, like, even Star Fox 64, they could push, like, five polygons on screen at once. Like, it was still chaotic. There was enough mm-hmm. enemies around that, like... You couldn't look down at your controller while you played Star Fox 64. Here you can. I just feel like it's lost the spark that made Star Fox 64 great.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be uh, a disappointment to all but the most blinded. Nintendo fan fans.
0: Anyway. I'd agree with that as well. Let's move along. Shin Megami Tensei Crossfire Emblem. What the hell did they do with this game? Which now is called something else, actually. Like, like I just refuse to call it whatever they're calling it.
1: Yeah, I don't get what's going on with it because, like, it seems like it would have been pretty no brainer to just like, okay, take Fire Emblem and Persona and or Shin Megami Tensei and cross them over. But instead, like, there's like this weird. Everything takes place in like a like a high school, and it's like. It, well, which is Shin Megami, Shin Megami Tensei. Tensei, but it's like. I, I, First I, of all, I, I don't just see just...
0: <laughs> either game I like in this. Let's right, let's just agree that it's a horrible idea to mash these two franchises up. Like, it sounded great when I first heard about it. I was like, oh, yeah. I
1: (laughs) I I like like, Fire
0: Emblem. And I like Shin Megami Tensei. Well, I was
1: hoping for something, like, wacky and kind of, like... It is wacky, though. But I was hoping for something that kind of, like, fit together in a way that it's like, oh, that's... Like, like, uh, Ace Attorney and uh, Professor Layton. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you wouldn't put those people, those characters of those franchises together, but somehow they made it work. Yeah. And, like, this... I don't know what they're going to. I mean, they might, it as, just well- seems really they might as well bizarre. just throw Fire Emblem characters into the Persona dance game at this yeah. point. I- Here's what I would have preferred. They just make a Wii U Fire Emblem game. That'd have been good. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: done and done. I'm good with that. But, I mean, who knows? It could end up being great. I mean, it's definitely wacky. It's. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, a big part of it, obviously, is the fact that a lot of the media has come from Japan where, you know, the narration's hard to understand or you can't understand it at all. There hasn't been a lot of coverage of this game in the West. I'm still not 100% convinced that this game will come out this year in the West. There's a lot of conversion to be done yeah, there. I don't think
1: we'll see this this year here.
0: I mean, and if that's the case, maybe it never comes out here at all. That's also possible. I mean...
1: The Wii U might be done right. by the time... Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. Atlas has a tendency to support stuff beyond... uh, And
0: this is one of those games where Atlas could be pretty much guaranteed to probably sell around a million copies, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, by that time, there'll probably be 12 to 14 million Wii U's out there, maybe. Actually, I don't even know if they'll get to that. But hardcore Nintendo fans will buy this, and, you know, there's at least a million of those that are, you know, otaku, who really love Japanese games, who will probably Mm -hmm. snatch it up. Um, And for Atlas, generally, that's good enough. As far as them making money on their conversions and translations and everything, so I don't know. That's a, a gap filler, I guess. Is another, all these are gap fillers, I guess, is the yeah. best way to put it. Or just stuff
1: that didn't hasn't made it till now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, Legend of Zelda. U. We've already kind of already talked the about that. on
1: gorilla in Nintendo's lineup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think once we know more about that game, that's when we'll know more about the NX. Yeah. I think that is kind of the window that you're looking for to look through to kind of see what's going to happen with the future of the hardware how long the wii is going to last until how long until the transition happens with the nx that type of thing um but yeah i mean we're showing the same video again i mean we've Mm -hmm. shown it on this show probably five or six times now over the past seven or eight months and uh there's no, there's nothing new to show. There's that little snippet they put at the end of the *Twilight Princess HD* trailer to just let us know it still exists and it's still yeah. quote unquote coming. Um, I think it's pretty certain at this point the game stars Linkle. I think that's one thing we can pretty much deduce.
1: Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, you're going to be able to choose between Link, Link- and Link. Linkle
0: and Link, yeah. I mean, I really think is like the star of the game at this point.
1: I like, thought, when they first showed that, you know, that the footage when, you know, the where you know, Link's being chased by the giant monster thing they yeah. stole from uh, Princess Mononoke, yeah. and all this stuff, I, I thought that looked like a girl. Well, I people mean, said that all along from the yeah. beginning. They're
0: like, that's, it's like a female Link. Yeah. And but now even, that they've introduced Linkle to Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, I, think and, you're,
1: I think they're laying the groundwork for like, get ready, because Zelda U is going to star.
0: And that was smart, I yeah. think,
1: for them to put it out in Hyrule Warriors to kind of let people get over the fact that, mm-hmm. hey, there's this like
0: female representation of Link, and I mean, they I think they handled that the right way. named her something better than Link. Yeah, I mean, it's a really stupid name, but, uh, I mean, will it come before the end of the year? Has to. I mean, my in my opinion, I feel like they completely scrapped the game at some point.
1: Yeah, that's entirely possible.
0: I feel like Anuma maybe bombed the mm-hmm. first attempt at this game. Because, look, it's an open-world game. Nintendo's never really made an open-world game. Enuma certainly hasn't. And also, like,
1: not, not so much in the good Zeldas for a long I mean, if, if A Link Between Worlds didn't exist, I would be very skeptical about this game. Because at least yeah. A Link Between Worlds proves that someone in there knows how to make a Zelda game. Still. Yeah, Skyward, Sword, Skyward was, Sword was good,
0: not great. I didn't um, like Skyward
1: Sword at all. I hated the two DS games. Especially Phantom Hourglass. I didn't like uh, Twilight Princess after about, you know, 30 hours. We'll see what I think when I play it with a normal controller. Yeah. Um, the last Zelda game I loved, like loved the a ga- Zelda game, was Wind Waker.
0: See, I'd say Twilight Princess for me. I really enjoyed that game. Um, but, yeah, and Wind Waker before... Actually, pretty much every Zelda up until Twilight Princess, I freaking loved. Yeah. And then it's been kinda wishy-washy here and there. I liked Skyward Sword a lot. I just thought it was not up to the usual standards of that franchise. And, uh... Ever since then, it's been kind of the same thing. Like,
1: I just hope this one doesn't tell me what a heart does every time I load it yeah, up. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but like I said, I feel like this is going to be like the road... Like whatever happens with this game will be the roadmap for Nintendo going forward because it is undoubtedly its mm-hmm. biggest game, no matter what piece of hardware I got. Well, I think
1: this thing... What, Zelda U's release date hinges on the NX. Yeah. If the NX comes out this year, Zelda U comes out this year.
0: That could be.
1: If it doesn't, it doesn't. That could be. I
0: could, I could totally get with you on that point. Uh... Fire Emblem Fates.
1: That's coming up soon.
0: Pretty soon. February. Yeah, Nintendo just did, like, a, uh, a big event up in, I believe it was in San Francisco mm-hmm. last week, where they showed off, like, all their RPGs. There's a bunch of previews. In fact, today was a huge day on Sifted. Like, it's been really slow this month. Like, literally, every day, like, we curated maybe, like, 40 or 50 stories. Like, today, it was just wall-to-wall good stuff. And a lot of it was stuff from Nintendo's event, uh, lots of hands-on previews and gameplay footage from Fire Emblem
1: Fates. The game looks freaking awesome. Doing the Pokemon thing with two versions. Yeah, which is a little lame. And apparently there's a point at which, like, once it kind of diverges, you, the, the game will then offer you the opportunity to buy the digital version of the other version. For cheaper, <laughs> For cheaper. yeah. <laughs> really?
0: Here's the thing, though. I honestly, now in hindsight, that the 3DS is starting to wrap up its lifespan, I honestly think that the Last Fire Emblem may end up being my favorite 3DS game of all time. Awakening?
1: Yep. it's a good one.
0: I mean, I look back at the other 3DS games and I'm having problems finding one that I enjoyed playing for as much or for as long as I did that game.
1: If you disqualify the N64 Zelda remakes, yeah. Which I would. Yeah.
0: It's the best um... original 3DS game in my for me, personally, in my opinion.
1: I can't think of another game. I can't think of another one really. I mean, I really enjoyed a couple of the uh, you know the, the Professor Layton games and the Ace Attorney Professor Layton crossover, but they're not as good as Awakening. Yeah.
0: And so here comes a sequel I'm excited. I'm really freaking excited. And I should be getting code of that very soon as well. Although that thing is going to suck up my life.
1: Yeah, that's a long review.
0: It, yeah, that's a lot of time to put into a review, but it's worth it. And it's a 3DS game, so you know it's one of those deals where I can sit and play it you while the wife's play, watching yeah. TV or whatever. So it's not like appointment gaming where you mm-hmm. have to like hog up the television or i have to come in here to play because my wife doesn't want to hear it or whatever so <laughs> <laughs> all right project x zone 2 we're not going to talk about this one too long it's kind of like fire emblem fates except it stars mascots from three different publishers mm-hmm. uh, namco um, sega it's namco sega and uh, capcom I capcom think. that's quite a lineup right there
1: yeah. A lot more panty shots in this one. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And, and you know, based upon the recent track record with uh, Nintendo, I'm guessing because they also mm-hmm. censored Fire Emblem Fates, by the way. Like the petting mini game was removed from that.
1: So yeah, I'm not gonna miss that. Yeah, I can't say I'm gonna lose any sleep over that. But uh but uh, I'm, I mean, I'm in for this for the Sega characters, basically. I, well, look, I, play, I, I liked, played the first one. Yeah, me too, and same.
0: I liked it a lot. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, Bravely second.
1: Never played the first.
0: You did it. No. I never finished it. And Bravely Default, right? Yep. I, I never finished I it. I own it, Yeah, I never played it. <laughs> I had never finished it. It's a long, big JRPG, and uh, it just came out at a time where I was uh, really busy and didn't have time to, to finish it. I really enjoyed it. It is like, uh, it's kind of the pinnacle of the old school JRPG style. Like, I would liken it to, like, the first couple Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Uh, story's not quite as good as those games, but the gameplay and the balancing and everything is... Uh, the grinding's not too awful. Um, I have not touched Bravely Second yet, so I have no idea if they've kept that aesthetic for this one. Um, but I'm excited for it. I don't know. I'll probably never finish it again. Um, but <laughs> but if you're a JRPG fan, you should be very very excited for this game. I think it's, you guys are probably going to love it if it's anything like the first one. If and I'm guessing JRPG fans have already played the first one as well. So. Definitely. But that you know
1: 3ds is looking shape up to have a decent year yeah. Well Nintendo, no matter how much Nintendo has flagged on their consoles, their handhelds they've always managed to you know at least make you glad you have them.
0: Yeah I will say though, I
1: mean, it's looking like they're winding up the 3DS too, though. Well, yeah, well, because I think the NX is also their next handheld. That's what I'm saying. All the same. And even though they've denied it all this time, how
0: lame is that for them to deny? Maybe they're just so pissed off that people guessed it like right away. They're just like, I don't even care. Even if they're right, we're just gonna deny it.
1: The plumber could have told us that. I mean, it's like, what else can you do? Yeah. I know. I'll bet you it's got some kind of tethering for mobile phones in it, too. Sorry, yeah. Nintendo. I yeah, blew, yeah. Your, blew your big idea, yeah. but it's like there's no other direction for them to go with. Because this is kind of it.
0: That's the 3DS. Like, those are the big games for the year
1: for 3DS. Yeah. And the next game you're about to mention uh, might it be really the death knell for for that the standalone Nintendo handheld. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Going to be huge. It is going to be
0: huge. Yeah.
1: Going to just... Get ready, man. Like, this could be Minecraft level. Oh,
0: yeah, it could be. Definitely. Uh, It could could, change everything. Yeah. Well, it'll be the first runaway mobile hit for Nintendo. Pretty much guaranteed. Provided they don't completely tank it. Which is possible.
1: Possible. I'm interested, because I I have played uh, uh, Ingress. The the big, you know, the real place MMO that this same developer made before and it has the same problem as a lot of those like you know geographically based you know mu- massively multiplayer mobile games where it's like if you didn't get in on day 1 and if you didn't obsessively you know play it in certain area you know if you didn't become the king or whatever of this particular area in the first week and just constantly keep playing you're never going to get anywhere yeah. so like joining like ingress now is like you can't do anything cuz like you know especially somewhere as heavily populated as LA it's like the whole city's locked up. Like you, it's never gonna change. And so like Pokemon, so like basically you like you'll I log on and I can do nothing. So Pokemon Go has to be much more willing to give the individual the freedom to play, like and feel they did something each day. Yeah. Uh, so and I would hope. I mean, Nintendo is obviously I think going to have a better handle on how gameplay works properly than this. The, the oh yeah. On their own. That's right? where Nintendo will sprinkle its <laughs> special powder all over the yeah. game, man
0: they're not going to make this game so that you people don't want to play it by themselves yeah. or have can get something rewarding out of it playing it by themselves and they're not going to allow the game to come out where if people play it early and other people get in late the people who come in later screwed like that's the one thing you know about nintendo like they're that's where their seal of quality usually matters. Mm-hmm. Like, they do look out for the player. Not just the player who adopts day one. They look at a long tail for their games. Because yeah. their games typically do have long tails.
1: Well, because I'm not, like, you know, I'm not a huge, huge Pokemon fan. Yeah. But, like, you know, I wanted I wanted a game like one of these, like, you know, geographically based, you know, MMO phone. Th- i wanted one of these things since before these, you know, smartphones existed. I always yeah. loved this, the idea of this sort of thing. But all of them have just been unplayable to me because I have, like, a life. Yeah, <laughs> and so like, like if, a real life. Yeah, and so like if, I can't like spend that long on the phone every day trying to conquer imaginary right. mana points or yeah. whatever the hell. So uh, you know, I'm hoping Nintendo kind of takes this concept and makes something playable out of it. And yeah. like, if that's Pokemon, so be it. I'll play the hell out of that. Yep.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap up Nintendo for
1: 2016.
0: Hopefully, it isn't really wrapping it up. Hopefully, there are much bigger stories to tell. No, I think the second before half the end is of the still, year,
1: there's a lot of fog of war. Yeah, yeah.
0: Second half. Yeah, come E3 time, or hopefully even in March around GDC, we hopefully we start hearing some rumblings. As it stands right now, though, that is Nintendo in 2016. Not exactly a great lineup, man. No, but if you only have Nintendo platforms, I think you're going to be playing your 3DS a lot. That's
1: again why I say the NX is this year.
0: Yeah. One last thing we should mention: uh, Paper Mario, Wii U. There's a rumor floating around that Mm. that is coming out this year, uh, which could provide a little stopgap paper. Yeah, I mean, the 3DS game just came out. It's not getting amazing
1: reviews. They could do some cool stuff with Paper Mario using the gamepad, though. Yeah, for sure. Like That's how you stick the sticker. Yeah,
0: you mean finally they'll use a gamepad for something?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hey, that map on Xenoblade is amazing.
0: (laughs) It is. (laughs) All right, let's move on to multi-platform. We have a ton of these games to get through as well. We're going to kick that off with Far Cry Primal. That's another game that today a ton of new information was coming out about. There's previews galore, tons of new footage... Game's coming out in a month and a half. Preview's not exactly encouraging. In fact, all the previews are basically saying what we were saying all along is when you take away the guns and all you have is a bow and arrow and sticks, (laughs) it takes away a lot of the combat and that's exactly what people are saying in those previews today. Um,
1: It's going to live or die on its atmosphere, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, and when you're talking about open world games that can drag on for a lot of hours, Mm (laughs) the atmosphere better be really good. So... Um, I'm interested still because I love the Far Cry
1: games but uh,
0: oh I'm going to play we'll it without a doubt. I mean I'm I'm excited for it and I'll give it a go but you know. Last couple Far Cry games set pretty high bars. Yeah. Yeah they did. So we'll see how that goes. There's enough information about that out there already. We don't need to really beleaguer it too much. Uh, Persona 5
1: huge where waiting. Atlas swore up and down, be out by the end of 2015. Yeah, was not. Yeah, where's the release date? I mean, where's just media for this game? There's Let's anything, be honest. Yeah. So I was like
0: getting media together for the show today, and uh, there's really just one trailer for this game at this mm-hmm. point. Like one. They had put out like uh, the opening cinematic for the game, and they took it down. What? They took it down. <laughs> you cannot find it anymore. Like. Wow. It was up for a while, and now it's gone. And now you're just left with this one trailer. And granted, it is pretty long, but... We well, don't yeah. want you to even say anything about this game. People, look, Persona, Persona 4 is amazing. People love it. They're going to love this one. There's no way they're going to oh, screw yeah. this game up. I love Persona.
1: I mean, I've, I've been playing Persona since the first one. Yeah, as my you know, I like it better than the main Shin Megami Tensei series. Yeah, because um, it's less mean. Well, I think most people do. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and you know the shift in three, to kind of the high school life thing, I thought was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, and I really loved it. And four was better, and uh, four on Vita was even better than yeah. four on PS2. It really was. It was like and worth like, playing again. Yeah, and it's just like, I can't wait for this game, but I'm getting irritated about how long I'm waiting for this game. Especially with no information.
2: Yeah. I mean movie? that's
1: really the thing. It's like there's no
0: new anything. Like granted this trailer does show off a lot. There's a lot of stuff. There's yeah, a right. lot of like little elements in there if you really pick it pick through it, like you can find a lot of details in it. But yeah. Like maybe they feel like the game's marketing proof and they don't need to market it, which is kinda true. Yeah, I mean the
1: people who are interested are gonna get it
0: no matter what. But I think it depends on what is what's your perspective. Like what is your what's your it's just a patient of sales look if you're looking to sell a million or two sure you can get away with doing this if you want this series to go up a notch you gotta kinda play the game at least a little bit and this seems like the game that could do that right oh man the hype behind this game is insane remember when this trailer came out it did like five million views in like two days or Mm -hmm. something like that like there aren't many games that can do that the audience is there if you tell them when they can buy it yeah exactly so You know, I think you don't really have to hype this game up. Everyone's already pretty jacked up for it. So, uh, let's move on. Mass Effect Andromeda. You think that's making it this year? Oh yeah, definitely. The game's been in development for four (laughs) years now. They talked about it for the first time officially in 2012. So here we are, three years later. You figure they did pre-pro for a year before they finally announced it officially. Four years development cycle. Yeah, I think it's coming. I mean, Mm. all their market marketing material say it's coming. Everything officially EA has put out says it's come in. Again, a game we haven't seen hardly anything of. Like the trailers that have been put out are like mm-hmm. basically garbage. To be honest with yeah. you, they're terrible. None of them are good, and none of them show very much. Yeah, I'm
1: interested, but I love Mass. I mean, Mass Effect probably my favorite new series of maybe the century, other than Witcher. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just don't. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want Mass Effect without Shepard. Really? I don't know. I, uh, the Shepherd was that that you know, and that kind of whole conceit was that series to me.
0: Well, see, I always looked at it like I didn't that, really like care about Shepherd se-
1: because I created my own guy and like. I loved it. I love the I love the world and the and the and the setting and the civilizations you ran into and the Citadel and all that stuff. And if you're really taking it out of our galaxy and into Andromeda, like, I don't know if that's going to be recognizable to me in ways that are meaningful. Yeah. So, we have, but again, part of that is because we don't fucking know anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, they haven't shown anything. We don't know.
0: Yeah. They have we, shown hardly
1: anything. You better man. mention something at E3 this year. I galaxy. mean, all they have said
0: is like, a whole new galaxy. A whole new
1: galaxy. Yeah. No repeated characters. Yeah.
0: So. No Mako. <laughs> I'm still excited for it, though. And you are, too. Yeah, I hope. And that's really what matters, right? Yeah. Homefront: The Revolution again, another game today that there's previews and new videos for. Again, if you guys have not been on Sifted today, you should have been on there. There's all kinds of good stuff on there today. Um, again, auspicious like previews for this game. People are saying it. It feels a little dated because it has also been delayed. How many times have we said the word delayed? That's a good
1: drinking a game. Like, a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of these were <laughs> 2015. Yeah. This is one of them. No really, seriously, no kidding, no fooling 2015, uh, we'll see a Q2. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's...
0: And this is one of them. This was delayed from
1: 2015. They say it does look a
0: little long in the tooth, it doesn't look mm-hmm. like it's quite up to scratch visually, but they said it's really quirky and like nutty? I don't care. Yeah. You don't, don't care about this game at all? No. Yeah. I mean, I don't honestly don't either.
1: I couldn't really even tell you anything about the first one and I played that one yeah. to, the, to the end. Like basically, Dude, Homefront, the first one sold like mad, yeah. but it was well, bad. Because the marketing was crazy right? The marketing it, was it effectively was, very. It effectively. really was. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mar- Homefront's gonna be one where it's like, if you come back and be like, "Dude, this is amazing," I'll play it. But yeah. like, I don't. It, I I got other things to do.
0: Yeah, you're right, man. It's hard to think about like one spending sixty dollars on something like this, and two just setting aside the time to play it. Like this will
1: be like until Dawn where it's just like you came back raving about it, so I'll play it. Yeah. Well, like I don't they, know
0: if I'll come back raving about this, but... Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, but that's what it's going to take, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that game's flying under the radar, and I think for good reason. There's really no hook to it, other than the hook it's been relying on since the first game, which is, like, they brought the fight to America. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, Okay.
1: That actually carried me through the first game, I will admit. <laughs> I mean, there might For be the no, four and a half hours it lasted. I mean, lasted. there might be a legit audience for that, because, you know, we are in sort of this weird period of, like, everybody want, everybody's freaking out about things attacking America. And, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It plays on
0: your paranoia, but like I, you know, there was like I liked there were like even in a couple Call of Duty games where they fight in America. Like I yeah. like fighting in these prefab neighborhoods where you're just like
1: you feel like you're defending yeah, just, your own soil. It just feels like. <sighs> it's weird to say about Call of Duty, but I feel like the Call of Duty sequences where the fight comes to America are more believable than Homefront. Yeah. Because North Korea can invade America. No, like it's it not does, happening. It just not. And I know it was originally going to be China, and then they're like, well, that might make it not sell very well in China. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. And they don't North sell Korea. video games in North Korea. So. Yeah, so <laughs> no, North Korea can't say anything. Sure. It'd be like, it, it was like either, either North Korea invades or the Amish like, <laughs> now that Now that's a game I would play. <laughs> Being someone from Central Pennsylvania, you need someone who's not going to sue, who lives those near, two lived near
0: Lancaster? I would totally play that game, the Amish invade, with no weapons.
1: <laughs> Amish assault.
0: All they have are like hatchets and hammers. Pitchforks. <laughs> Run All
1: right. away, hay cart!
2: <laughs> it's
0: on fire! But they didn't do that. All right, Mafia Three up next. I'm in. Yeah, I'm almost almost on the same I level with that. if you are with Homefront as I am with Mafia, honestly.
1: I, I kind of trust... I mean, I don't actually know who exactly, in terms of comparison to Mafia 1 and 2, was making Mafia 3, but I like Mafia 1, I like Mafia 2, the setting of Mafia 3 is interesting, the New Orleans sort of like... Back I Well, North here, I, I, I love New Orleans as a city. It's <laughs> probably one of
0: my top two or three American cities. It is just a great town full of history, and it actually is the only town in america that feels like europe yeah yeah um so the settings really... got me yeah but i don't know like the stuff that they've shown in this game it feels really hokey and like action gamey like it doesn't have the vibe that the last two mafia mm-hmm. games had well actually
1: i'm more i'm interested because like the thing about mafia especially too is that like they take they you know they have these gorgeous open world for their times yeah uh, they have these gorgeous open worlds and they do nothing with them. Yeah. They do. Mafia Two, there was nothing to do in the world. It was literally a place to drive through when you're getting to the next mission checkpoint. Yeah. Like, there was nothing in that world, and it was such a it's like that. That Mafia Two has one of the most ridiculously lovingly recreated old timey New Yorks you'll ever. I mean, that was rock star level attention to detail yeah, in the yeah. game, and nothing, nothing. Well the first one you couldn't even go into buildings, right? No. Yeah. Like not unless it was story-driven, really. <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, and that was older, obviously. You know the thing that I remember the most about Mafia One? It was the first game to really get cigarette smoke, right? Yeah. <laughs> cigarette smoke in That's that game was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but I like, don't know. I'm, I
0: mean, it's all that. Like of all, the, I got it pre
1: ordered. Yeah, I got my eye open.
0: I mean, look, the first two Mafia games were good, not great. Right. This one, and the thing I liked about the first two Mafia games was the vibe and the grittiness and the unflinchingness of it. I don't even think that's a word. I liked that <laughs> about funny. Mafia. But I don't get that from this game. It just seems like generic action third-person shooter open-world game. Like yeah, I feel I like it lost it, the vibe. To be a
1: mafia game, it needs to have some teeth. Yeah, and uh, we'll you know we'll see. There's there's still time for the marketing. Look, I'm know. passing
0: judgment on trailers and gameplay, right. so you know, take that with a grain of well, salt, people. Let's see some
1: trailers that show some teeth. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, no Man's Sky up next. People are probably like, why is that in the PlayStation section? Well, that's on PC. because it's also coming to PC. People always forget that it's actually a multi-platform game. Also, wouldn't be surprised eventually if it comes to Xbox One, although Sony may give them a little cash to and keep that from to play happening. If you
1: want that game in VR, you better get the PC version.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the way it's looking. Yeah. I mean, based upon what you were talking about earlier in the no show. No Man's Sky
1: is my most anticipated game in existence. Yep. Period.
0: Yep. You said in our last episode mm. of 2015 it was your most anticipated game of this year. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm not as excited as you are. I still have a lot of concerns. I'm equal
1: parts excited and fearful.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I feel I'm, like... I
1: am not saying it's my most anticipated because I think it's going to be the greatest game of all time. It's my most anticipated because I it could be the greatest game that I ever play for myself. Right. But there's also an equal chance, at least an equal chance, that it's just like, this is totally not what I wanted, like kind of thing. I'm
0: afraid it could be boring and repetitive. Yeah. That's my big concern with this game. We'll see. I mean,
1: every time they show me the game, it does look boring and repetitive, but... I'm hoping that when it's your ship and your character and your world and your scanner and whatever, like it's it's it has a little more depth or a little more attachment to it, but. Um it could be, it could be nothing. It could be absolutely nothing.
0: I just feel like by the game's nature, the fact that it's just randomly generating everything, I just feel like there's only so oh, many variables ran- that it
1: has. It's not randomly, see that's, that's the thing, Is that it's all going to hinge Procedurally on how well, or- how well they curate that idea. You know, they, 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 they create the seeds, they tell it how to do it, they tell it what the parameters are, and it depends like how deep that goes. Huh. You know I don't
0: what? know, I have a lot of concerns about this game. Everyone else is all over it and I think there's a
1: lot of skepticism surrounding it. There's certainly...
0: I watch a lot of podcasts, and I got to tell you, like, people are all over... I hardly ever hear anyone say anything concerning about this game. Like, people are just like, sploosh! Like, over and over again. Like, every podcast I watch. Like, no one's ever like, gee, every time they show this game, the planet kind of looks the same. And there's the same creatures walking around. Like,
1: I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm... I mean, it's there's a version of this where that is my game of the year. Yeah, there is a version. Oh, I can see that too. There is a version of this where when we when Thanksgiving rolls around, it's my turkey. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I as hyped as I am for the idea of that game. Like, I don't understand how you look at that game and don't also like think like holy shit, this could be a total disaster.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it doesn't matter if there's a billion planets if they all look like the same 100 planets. Yeah, well, I like,
1: learned that lesson from Elite Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I said it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, let's move on. Dark Souls 3. Here's another journalist darling game.
1: Yeah, I'm in.
0: Game's looking awesome.
1: Yeah. Again, it's I, another it's game not, I
0: look at and I'm like, it, it has everything I love in a video yeah. game. But you're just not gonna play it.
1: <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing, I think, as uh, Bloodborne, where I'm just like, yeah, I really, I really dug it, and you'll be like, eh, I couldn't get into it. And just yeah. like, I don't want to, to, but I can't. Yeah, and look, but you I... never know. Here's the thing: you never know, because I felt like that about Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Dark Souls One, and then Dark yeah. Souls Two. I did get into it, got through it, and did it, and I love it now. And now, now I kind of just, it just, you know. Sometimes that happens to me. Remember when you loved Ninja Gaiden and I was just like, I don't get it, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. Get it. And then I, I finished it and I started another game of it and all of a sudden somewhere in the first or second level of the, re- the se- my second playthrough, I was like, it, something clicked. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get what Shane sees. I yeah. get it.
0: So Here's the thing about this. 3
1: will be it. It could be. Here's the thing about this series, though, is like I don't want them to change
0: it either. Like A lot of people right. will be selfish and be like, I want them to change it to something that like I want. But I don't want that because right. I see people that love this game and I see the joy that they get out of the game, and I would never want to take that from them. Yeah, like, but here's, but here's the I thing. like seeing people get that excited over a game, no matter what it is, or matter no matter whether I like it or not. Right, so. but here's
1: the thing: is that each of the four games are still different in their own way. You know, each of the four games is a you know a very different take on that same material. Demon's Souls is not Dark Souls 2. Dark Souls 1 is not Bloodborne. Bloodborne is not Dark Souls 2. They're all very distinct in how they approach things. Yeah. So Dark Souls 3 could be the approach to this concept that it does could it be. for you.
0: It could be. Everything else about it, I love it. I love the art. I love the setting. I love the atmosphere. And this I love, thing
1: looks so good. I, it
0: really does. It, it looks like, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'll try it again. You know what? Yeah. I will try the game again. I will give it another chance because it has everything else that I love about games. I love the gothic... Element of it. I love how it's like it doesn't just give everything to you on a plate. Like, I'll give it another girl. Mm-hmm. I promise. Alright, next up, XCOM 2. Super. We're excited. both all over that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited for that game. No caveats. Or, no caveats with that in any way, shape, or form. The game is shaping up to look awesome. Again, recent previews have all been glowing. All the gameplay I've watched has looked absolutely amazing. Um You know what you're getting with this one? It doesn't look like they've completely destroyed the formula. I think they've made added depth where they needed to add it, and they haven't taken anything away that they shouldn't have. I just... The only thing I would say is that maybe there's a little bit of saturation with it, because, you know, they're big games, and I've played two of them in the last, like, handful of years and spent a lot of time already
1: in it, but you know what? I feel like... They're going going off the deep end and some stuff on this one (laughs) enough that I think it's going to feel fresh.
0: Yeah, I mean, look... I'm saying that right now, but as <laughs> soon as I start playing it within 40 minutes, I'll be like, "Oh, like, I won't even remember what Lost I just said about it." Tech. Yeah, I'm all over it. Uh, we're both all over it. Everybody should be all over it. If you even have an inkling for strategy games, you should be all over it. So, next up, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided.
1: Sure, been running the B-roll for this game a lot on this yeah. show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't have Blow to load any footage. Foot- I didn't have to load any footage in the Tricaster for this one. It was all there already. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, I'm excited about this one. I, I like the I like the first one, um, or the first Adam Jenkins one rather. Uh, the previous one. Let's yeah. Say, uh, I thought the director's cut showed they learned a lot about what they screwed up in the original cut. Yeah. And uh, I'm hoping this one really nails it. Okay. It looks amazing. I, I. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was disappointed it was delayed from last year. Um, there's no way it's not going to make it this year. Yeah. It's coming. Um,
1: not soon, but.
0: There's been some rumblings recently, though, that it's been through a bit of development hell and some pretty big changes here and there, which makes me a little nervous, but there was, there was also some words that it was almost going to be episodic at one point, which seems crazy. Um, yeah, let's for let's not do that. Yeah, let's not do that.
1: Uh, but it is Square Enix, I'm so... Waiting for, I'm waiting for Square to announce if Final Fantasy XV is going to be episodic. They could. It, it could. really could. <laughs> At the rate
0: that game's going, it might be a, it might <laughs> well, be better if it's that, it yeah, here. exactly, so uh yeah, I think again, this is another unanimous, and we're really pumped, ready, excited for this game. I love the the way you can approach it differently. You can play it stealth, you can play it run mm-hmm. and gun, you can
1: and I really like the world I like the take on the world, like I think it really hangs together and it's a cool cyberpunk sort of it'll it'll do until CD Projekt Red's cyberpunk shows up. The
0: debut trailer for this game was one of my favorite debut trailers of the last couple years, actually. So, um, and, you know, since then, the media, the marketing has only gone even further. I mean, there was that weird
1: snafu with, what, the pre-order program or something? Yeah, where they canceled the whole thing and it was like you were unlocking well, Wasn't it like, stuff, yeah, you're unlocking, and, like, like... The more pre-orders would unlock these special things. Yeah. It was just like, no. Other than that, everything's been all gravy Which with makes it. even less sense now where it's like, okay, so you were doing that a year out. Yeah. Like a year, minimum a year before the game was released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh.
0: <laughs> Otherwise, all good, though. Uh, they've handled the media, the promotional media for it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking awesome. The developer interviews for it have all been encouraging. Yep. Um, yeah, Best use of
1: orange ever <laughs> Since Half-Life Well the
0: game before that it was gold right Remember they had like the right. whole gold aesthetic in the one before Like I remember I did an interview with the developer At the debut event for that game And like that's all I wanted to talk about was gold And how <laughs> gold was so symbolic Through the whole game And if you do look at it like there's gold like everywhere, like yeah. little hidden like
1: all over the place, like it kind of glows gold. Everything, yeah, weird. it's pretty odd that well, they you chose look at that setting. If you're kind of like, it's like everything's covered in urine. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> very symbolic.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, well, we kind of talked about this already. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 15.
1: 15. Yep, 11 years and counting. Let's see if it happens this time. It kind of has to. It would have to. I mean, well, remember they, they had like a release. One of these days we'll be in that convertible with these very pretty men. And, <laughs> they uh, had a release date for the release date. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they
0: set like a date that when they were going to announce and the release they date. They get
1: this thing out of the way so then they can focus on Final Fantasy 7, Episode 2, yeah. Episode 1. Yeah. Episode one. I think it's coming. Yeah. I mean,
0: I would say with 85% certainty we'll play Final Fantasy 15 this year.
1: I hope so. I mean... It's gotta stop.
0: I still don't know that I'm all that excited for the game, though.
1: I... Like, I played the
0: demo, and I was like, it's...
1: It's fine. fine. exactly. Fine is the best way to describe but it. Like that's Final Fantasy now, really. I mean, it's just, that's just. I what mean, look about thirteen is what I said about thirteen. Too, I don't want I it to go back to like a turn-based combat system no. or anything, but. But I'd like to go back to characters I care about in a story that makes moderate amounts of sense, and we yeah. haven't really gotten that since you know, let's say nine. Yeah. If you were being generous, if I'm really being honest, six. Yeah. Six is the last one that I really liked story-wise because I love twelve. But I like 12, no, I 18. like 9 a lot, man. I like 9 a lot, except when they drop the VV story halfway through and never fucking mention it again, and then yeah. they wrap it up by having him right before the final battle go like, hey, VV, you okay, man? He's like, yeah, I'm alright. That's it. <laughs> that's the end of it. <laughs> it never, that, they, like, that right. was, they were on the like, verge of telling the most interesting character story in the history of the franchise, and like at the end of disc, two, there's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> ugh. They're guilty
0: of that in a lot of cases, yeah. though. I mean, that's Square Enix in a nutshell, pretty much. Uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. I think we feel one. like we've talked about that enough already. We probably don't need to go over that again. Overwatch. There's another. There's a question mark. Th- you think? I you mean think. For, as far as it coming out?
1: No, I think it's in terms of whether it'll catch on.
0: I don't know, man. That beta got the journalists all frothy. <laughs>
1: Ew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not a
0: great image. <laughs> no. But I'm telling Especially
1: you... Actually, not if you know a lot of these guys. Uh, exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, though, I have not seen journalists this excited over a shooter since, like, Call of Duty 4. Like, mm. the first, like, Modern Warfare. Like, just the way they're talking about it, their anticipation level. Like, it is the shooter of 2016 yeah. as far as their hype level is concerned. Well, it's
1: going to be interesting to see if the gaming community in general will... Because that's, that's Gearbox, right? No, that's yeah. ba- you're thinking of Battleborn. Battle this is the Blizzard shooter. This is
0: Blizzard shooter. Yeah. And we didn't. Even, we're not even previewing Battleborn, by the way, hmm. in this roundup. You mentioned it. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there, Battleborn's coming.
0: Because that's the MOBA. Yeah. Well, Zora-ish. MOBA-ish, she shooter. Yeah. Overwatch is. Uh, Class-based, okay. But the classes like are crazy cool. It's not like Rainbow Six Siege where one guy has right. a is a grenade like and one the, thing.
1: Like the, the bow and the
0: arrow. Right, and they have crazy like abilities that really make a difference in battle. Like the beta was unanimously praised. Like people were freaking out over it, and uh, well, you can see like there's one mm. of the power-ups. Like it's not like a, a traditional shooter where you got a gun that shoots like two bullets at once or some stupid uh, crap like that. It's so. weird
1: how there's sort of this like rise in these sh- sort of these like you know arena based sort of shooters that are kind of trying you know there's this there's lawbreakers there's all and, and it's sort of like is this really a space that's kind of up for grabs right now or is it's just is that just because it feels like you're kind of trying to I think they're in.
0: overestimating the interest
1: in it yeah well you're trying to <laughs> horn in on kind of the space that's owned by team fortress 2 and counter-strike go and it's just like is that wise is that is there something that's sort of pushing people to think like, hey, this is right for the taking, or this is this is the time to do well, something Well, I
0: mean, like this. this game in particular is nothing like Counter-Strike Go. I mean, right. it's... I mean, honestly, there's really no other shooter like this, period. I mean, if you're watching this gameplay footage, it's freaking insane, like... The characters actually mean something in this. It, it mm. reminds me a little bit of Team Fortress 2, where the roles are, like, clearly defined, and there's actually a difference between playing one guy, other than, like, one guy has a shotgun, and another guy has an assault rifle, like... I don't know. I think Blizzard's doing a great job building the brand and building up the characters in the game, making each one something for you. In that way, it's a little bit, is like League of Legends where, Mm -hmm. you know, they're very iconic and you can see people cosplaying as these characters Mm -hmm. going forward. Um, I don't know if you remember the debut trailer for this, but it was all character focused. and It was all Mm -hmm. this story about all the different characters interacting with each other and this battle going on. I don't know. I think Overwatch is going to be the hot boy first person shooter of 2016. We'll see. I could be wrong, but...
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, I I would hope so, because I think um, Blizzard will... Because that's like, what, the end of the year? Closer to the end of the year? Yeah. Yeah, Blizzard's going to want to hit at that point. They're going to need one. Because um, I'm just going to predict it right now. Uh, Warcraft, biggest bomb of the summer. The movie, you mean? yeah. How much they're not dependent on that movie
0: to make it. Not ton dependent
1: of money on that. it, but like they put a lot of time and money and effort into it, yeah. and I feel like it's going to underperform even by, by anyone's standards. At least domestically, it might be a hit overseas. Maybe they're counting on the Chinese market or the Asian markets, where like the game is still much. The
0: happier. movie should have come out five or six years ago. True. <laughs> when World but of Warcraft I mean, I mean, that, was like that, setting that the world on fire. Like
1: I was, you know, we're watching football this Sunday, and you know we got a pretty large group and a lot of like you know non not following the gaming movie nerd news people. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of commercials for Warcraft ran, and everyone was just like, "What the hell is that?" It was like, a little weird. Like, yeah, It's not. They need a marketing miracle to make that movie yeah. something. I could see it.
0: See. I could see it not doing great. I think it'll and do well like, out of the gate. All the Warcraft fans will go. I don't think it'll. I don't out, even like, know of that many because again, really?
1: I, well, first off, a lot of the Warcraft people I didn't. I don't think they care about the lore. Yeah, I think most people play the game. They don't play the lore. I can't tell you who any of these people's names are. I, mean, I couldn't either. Yeah, it's like I know. I know. Uh, the Lich King, and Frostmourne is the sword, and, um... Basically, named, all the bosses from all the expansion packs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I hear you. I, I hear you totally. But it's like it's just it's it sucks because I look at that movie and so much care and effort was put into that movie to make it look like the the CG world looks pretty the good, yeah. And like, or even just like the shots they put out of the it was on Sifted the 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 Stormwind the Marketplace yeah, area yeah. like the bulletin board has all the quests from the World of Warcraft. Yeah, all that, yeah. and all that. I mean that's 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 love and care and uh, no one's gonna. Pay attention to it Isn't I think it? I'll go see it I'll probably see it I Just think
0: it. I'll see that In the theater But I won't go see Ratchet and Clank That's your problem That could be <laughs> 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 Or it could be That I don't know The person who wrote Ratchet and Clank Next up mm. Dishonored 2 I don't really honestly think This game is coming This year I don't think so either It's announced For 2016 currently I would give it About a 25% chance Of actually coming out yeah. In 2016
1: I don't, this is, I don't think It's happening
0: I mean, the re- the other part of the plan has worked according to schedule. Putting out the remake of the first one came out when it was supposed to, and it came out of nowhere. Keep in yeah. mind, we didn't know about it, and then like, it came out I mean, like two months thing, later.
1: The only thing I'll give it is the idea, is you know Bethesda sort of has their uh, their newfound sk- strategy of like we're going to announce stuff real close to when it's ready. Yeah, look at Fallout. Like Fallout. It was Four, like, four or five months, yeah. not even. Yeah, it was June to November. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, so maybe that's what's happening here. So maybe that it will be ready, but um, I don't know. My gut. Instinct I mean, they could
0: have been working on it all this time. Yeah,
1: but my gut instinct says that, like, if it was coming that soon, we'd have seen more. Yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah, because right now it's just one trailer. That's all there is. But again, looking at Fallout Four. <laughs> Who knows? Let's uh, so move on. Ghost Recon Wildlands. We were talking earlier about how the whole Tom Clancy brand is just kind of Mm -hmm. it's gotten a little easy and loose
1: with that i've seen some like some early hype on this one actually well it looks insane
0: (laughs) i mean look at the look at it just watch all this footage it looks absolutely here's a game too that like we didn't hear anything about and they show it for the first time and it looks like it's Mm -hmm. done
1: i mean i've heard i mean yeah i mean a lot of them are kind of the clickbait listy stuff but like there's a lot of like like you know why ghost recon is going to save the tom clancy brand kind of thing uh, around this
0: one. This has about as much to do with Tom Clancy as I do. Like, <laughs> none. Zero, dude. Like,
1: But if that brand name is on it, that counts.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll help. It'll make people give it a chance and you know, other people who may not have even tried the game or at least like pay attention to it or watch a trailer or whatever. I understand why Ubisoft does it. I just think that they're diluting the Tom
1: Clancy brand by attaching games like this to it. So at this point, it seems like if there's an automatic weapon in the game, it's a Tom Clancy. It's a Tom Clancy game, yeah. We're lucky it's not Tom Clancy's (laughs) Far Cry at this point. Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah, that's probably next, actually. Um, But yeah, huge open world, really gritty, it it appears, really violent, which. Yeah,
1: really kind of like drug cartel stuff. I mean, it looks like. Ripped from the headlines. It's like
0: Tom Theft Auto or something. (laughs) (laughs) Best way to describe this game. Mm. Um, I look Other than the fact That I don't think Tom Clancy should have His name on it I think the game Looks freaking awesome Like as far yeah. as Open world games For, for 2016 yeah. It's probably the, uh, the top of my list
1: Except for Horizon maybe Yeah well Tom Clancy Doesn't really have Anything to say about it At this
0: point Right so. well they Right he's, he died Yes And they paid The big lump sum For the license I believe before He passed yes. away it Or did they pay As this That was a
1: long time ago when they bought the license? When they bought the license, I think... Because they,
0: they were making the, these games for a long time and he still owned it.
1: Yeah, but they bought the license fr- from him like in perpetuity and a lo- I think around the time they bought Red Storm. Is that right? I, I
0: don't remember. think it's been that long. No?
1: No, uh-uh. It was earlier than you would think, I think.
0: I think it was like a year or two before he died. They had worked a deal out. That but anyway... Right. It was definitely uh, before Splinter Cell Blacklist. Aside from the name, I'm all over it. I think it looks great. Um, there's parachuting in it without the total I mean, I'm zaniness. I am of like, you playing Just cause... This
1: just being like, "This isn't Tom Clancy." <laughs> <Just>, like, <laughs> like, like loving every minute of it. Every once in a while, begrudgingly, like, you, yeah. just, like, you <laughs> just, like, get this, like mm, Tom Clancy.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's got like the the whole like skydiving parachuting element to it. Like Just Cause Three minus like the whole tongue and cheek part of it. Yeah, pro-
1: um, you're probably not gonna be able to break a fall by grappling to the ground.
0: Yeah, the and case I'm case. hoping the story in this is far better than Just Cause three's because Just Cause three story is absolutely terrible.
1: Barely has. I mean, it is
0: a joke. Like, yeah. and I'm sure this will be better. Like, even just the cinemas they've shown of it already make it appear to be better. So the only
1: thing interesting about Just Cause three story has been the mental gymnastics they've gone through to explain why a Latino main character is from an Italian right like <laughs> island. <laughs> yeah. I <was> like, oh. <laughs> I imagine Uh, imagine Ghost Recon will at least be more true to geography than that. Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. We've talked about that a ton on the show. One of those games that's for a certain audience, probably not going to be a mass hit.
1: I mean, but it's nice they're doing it.
0: Yeah. It's almost like an olive branch, like EA. Between this and Unravel, it's like, let's uh, build our street cred a little bit. so we're no longer called the world's worst company to work for. <laughs> <laughs> um, it looks cool. I'm sure I'll probably enjoy it. Um, it's also been
1: delayed a couple yeah. times. But at least it's nice to see EA like taking advantage of one of their cool properties that, yeah. like, otherwise, you know, I'm sure everyone was worried this was going to be thrown, you know, on the junk pile along with stuff like Starflight and Wing Commander and yeah. Command and Conquer and all that stuff. So it's nice that they're maybe giving this one another shot. I will make a bold prediction. Mm-hmm. This will be the last ever Mirror's Edge game. Oh, that's, that's bold.
0: <laughs> it's not bold at all, yeah, but all right. <laughs> but it's gonna be right. It's They'll bad. never make another it's one.
1: About the easiest prediction to make for 2016. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Now. Well, I want to make sure I'm right. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think this is the last one. Like, hopefully, they wrap up the story well. And
1: yeah, hope hope you like it, Mirror's Edge fans, because this is all you're getting. This
0: is what you're getting. Yeah, and I would even be surprised if like the DLC is all that extensive afterwards. Like.
1: It'll just be like Those weird What was on the first one It was just like A bunch of like Weird abstract Like obstacle courses It wasn't even anything I'm
0: guessing that'll probably Be the same thing With this one If you get that even And then to wrap up Our multi-platform section For our 2016 preview I mean By the way Think about the list Of games that we just Went through The multi-platform games Holy cow man In one year and I mean, we're forgetting a ton of stuff, like and you said, like earlier. Like earlier, you brought up Battleborn. Like, is even in this list, we even talk about it. Like this year, it's like I was saying when we started this. This year, man, maybe the best year ever for video games. I mean, just the sheer number mm. of games that look pretty freaking awesome. And we
1: don't know every. Everything coupled to with know about the, the huge half of the list year. of
0: games that look like might be mind blowing. Like, holy cow! So, Doom, the last game we're going to talk about doom yeah Yeah. (laughs) hey yeah
1: i'll play this game
0: i'll say that much even if i don't have to review it or do a game eval for it i will play it Uh, i'll
1: yeah probably i mean i don't i do feel like it has captured the feel of doom yeah i mean it's it's you know like i didn't feel like doom 3 did that no, I mean Doom at its heart should be like playing the cover of a heavy metal album, and this one seems to be. It should be game. really freaking fast. Yeah, <laughs> like lightning fast. And you know what they showed at E3 at the Bethesda you know press conference was it looked good. It looked Doom.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, like most enemies in a Doom game should be like one or two hit kills. Yeah, in my opinion, like you should have a gun powerful enough it should be that when you shoot the demon. It
1: explodes with one shot and crumbles, and then another one comes. Like that to me is doom. And it should be like you know, like the cyber demons were like unique, unusual, like, right? Like, oh, these things are powerful,
0: can take a lot of hits, yeah.
1: and like that's why they're special.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's like the Crimson Heads and like yeah. the Resident Evil remake. Like when you see them, you're like, oh shit! Like you yeah. know, you got to get yourself together. Or you're going to be done. So they they're definitely a lot closer to what they should be doing than Doom Three was. I'll say that much. Um, still not quite there though. I don't think.
1: No, but. Probably good enough for an afternoon.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the multiplayer... Yeah, it's just nice to see id back.
1: Yeah. Since... Making anything. Yeah.
0: So much. It's been a long time, yeah. So, I mean, wow. I mean, 2016 is looking awesome, dude. Yep. Really looking awesome. I'm really excited for this year. I'm surprised there haven't been... With this many games, like, there should have been one in January. Like, somebody missed a huge
1: opportunity there. Well, I've got my January game. Well, there's Gravity Rush... Remastered That's next week, yeah Well, I, would, I mean I've already i put like 30 some hours Into the PC version Of Dragon's Dog When Dark Arisen Oh, you have Came out <laughs> Which is uh, <laughs> Good enough for me For January Yeah,
0: yeah But I'm saying like, these One of these games Should have taken advantage Of this window
1: Yeah, I think you're still Running into the problem Of like A lot of these games Weren't ready done Yeah, yeah they gotta be done first alright so let's move on to the last
0: topic of the first episode of 2016 we're gonna talk very briefly about indie games we're both picking two games that we've kind of plucked out of cause I mean look at this point there's, there's a lot. so many indie yeah. games man like we could have done a whole show alone on indie which maybe we should have but instead we decided to crunch it down to four games And uh, Matt, what is your first pick for indie games to watch? My first pick for an indie
1: game to watch is Below Below, and that is an Xbox One exclusive It is For how long, who knows? Yeah, for a while I am not entirely convinced it will make it this year But uh, I hope it does There's not a lot of media for this game out there either No, no uh, There was like one big trailer and one like They demoed it last year Yeah A couple years ago um, but it's very—it's uh, inf- it's, you know—it's it's obviously it's a pixel art kind of dark, sort of uh, uh, dungeony, crawly, explorery sort of thing. But it's very informed by Dark Souls. Um, the, you know, and, and the dev team is really going for that kind of a thing—that sort of very heavily skill-based thing. And uh, it, you know, the art style's really working for it. And uh, I hope it, I hope it comes out soon this year. My first pick is Abzu. I was going to pick this one, but you already picked it first.
0: Yeah, yeah, you did try to pick it, and uh, I was like, too late, sucker. Too
1: late. <laughs> I got the whales. The whales are on my team.
0: So this game reminds me a lot of Journey. I think it reminds a lot of people of Journey. It's set, what well, it appears to be set under water, but I wouldn't be surprised if eventually you go above the mm-hmm. surface of the water. But it's just kind of one of those... Uh, Meandering adventure games, full of mystery and interaction with your surroundings,
1: very subtly emotional. Um, it reminds me of a turn of uh, uh, "Endless Ocean." Really, those Wii games. Really, yeah. Maybe around. a little bit. because you're underwater swimming around looking at stuff, and yeah, I'm... endless ocean had a lot more like. Yeah, see, here's actually a scene where you're above you're above ground and you're yeah. actually
0: walking, so it's not just all set underground. Well, yeah, there's like,
1: like so obviously some weird kind of abyss style like alien stuff going on here, but
0: it's a mysterious game. It's very ambiguous. It looks like it's one of those games where like you'll get out of it what you put into it type thing, just like Journey. Like mm-hmm. you know, and. I think also it'll be polarizing like Journey was. Like, some people are gonna be like, oh my god, it's like the best game that ever came out. <laughs> and other people are gonna be like, eh, I liked it. Like, I actually wasn't a huge fan of Journey. Like, I liked it. I didn't think it was like game of the year material because it was like a two hour experience or whatever. But I did really enjoy what I did play of it. So, um, I'm excited about Abzu. It should be making it out this year. They've put out a couple pieces of media for it already. Um, it is an indie game. I don't expect it to be a 40-hour experience. They should be able to finish it up in time. So that's my first pick. And what's I, the second for you? My
1: second pick is Hyper Light Drifter. That's a good one. Which is uh, look actually similar looking to... It a, does. They long, look almost identical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I like that art style. But, yeah. um, it's got a... Um, it's kind of a Zelda sort of thing. If you can, uh, can see pretty obviously, it's got a Zelda idea happening here. But I just I dig the top-down slash isometric dungeon <laughs> crawly thing. I mean, I, I mean these are the you know these are the two that I got my eye on the most. Uh, um, outside of another one that I didn't pick because I thought you were gonna pick it, but you didn't. So I'll mention that. Mention it. Go ahead. Uh, I thought you were gonna pick a drift. No, huh? Uh, which would have been uh, one of my other. Picks. I don't think I would classify that as an
0: indie game though. No. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not now that there's big Oculus bucks behind it and everything. Hmm. I mean, it's going to be like Oculus's killer app
1: Yeah, I suppose
0: Yeah, I mean, to me It's more than just Like a little indie game now Maybe it started that way Because I think it's published By 505 Games Is that right? That sounds right Which is traditionally An indie game. I mean, it's by publishing. the guy That
1: got fired by Microsoft From the Twitter expo- right. I mean, that was That's a real Cinderella story Right there Yeah, so.
0: that's a good story Actually, it's good to hear Yeah, I'm, I'm excited For Adrift as well And there again Like another awesome game That we didn't even mention yeah. In this whole show And we've talked about Like 60 games Uh, My last pick is Firewatch. I think everybody knows what Firewatch is. It's a first-person adventure game where you literally play as, like, a fireman out in the wilderness. Um, It's kind of got a lot of isolation to it. There's a woman that talks to you on the radio who kind of keeps you grounded a little bit. But otherwise, it's just kind of you out there against nature. Um, I I almost
1: picked this one, too. This was definitely on my short list.
0: I like it because it's different. Like, look, there's a lot of first-person wandering games, but they're all, like, horror games Mm -hmm. and, like jump scares and this one is just kinda like you take a job and it just so happens that it's a really interesting job and one that a lot of people wish they could do but are probably too petrified to so um, the atmosphere is great I love the visuals I love the art style Um, I I like the whole aesthetic of the game Uh, I think it's gonna be a big I think a lot of people are gonna be all over this game when it comes out Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's definitely going to come out. Which it's is that
1: little element of mystery where it's like, who's on the radio with you?
0: Right. Yeah. And, you know, there's, some of the trailers have been like, the, the girl on the line's like, I like you more than the other guy. You know, there's just this weird, like, mm-hmm. you can just tell there's something about the game and there's some hidden like secret about it and something's going to happen in this game that you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited for that one. There's so many good indie games, though, coming out this year. I mean, you could just go on and on. There were a lot of great ones last year. And there's already been a great one that came out this mm-hmm. year already. Darkest Dungeon is a great
1: indie yeah. game. If you guys and you're really starting to hit the point where it's hard to tell the difference between them and the quote unquote and the
0: big a. budget AAA, whatever you want to call it these days. So yeah, um, wow, it there it is, people. <laughs> there you are, is you are 2016. Your 2016. In a
1: three hour nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, think about
0: <laughs> that, dude. Like all these games, and we didn't even mention probably even half of the ones that are going to be worth playing. Yeah. So I will stand by it. The 2016 could be the best year ever for video games. I mean, it's, it's the ball's on the tee. Yeah. The developers just need to give it a good whack at this point. So that's it. Yeah. That's our opening episode of Game Face for 2016. We are going to take some of your questions now. Um, the other thing I should say too is that for those of you that are watching us on the stream after we wrap up the show we are coming right back we're going to take a little break like 10 minutes or so just so we can use the bathroom because we've been sitting here for like almost three hours we're going to go hit the bathroom take a break and then we're going to come right back with our 2016 SFL sifted fantasy league draft it's Matt versus me this year Um, as you guys well know I am the reigning champ after beating Marcus last year. Um, I will say already that Matt did a lot better than Marcus. Already, I know that um, he actually prepared for it and uh, and actually cared enough to uh, get himself together and get a list together for his draft. So, no better than a screw with Shane Satterfield on uh, a draft. <laughs> So we're going to answer your questions, send in your questions now. I will. Uh, I do want to mention something else before we go. Uh, there is a brand new show launching on Sifted probably in the next couple days. I'm not going to spoil anything about it. It's nothing you would ever expect from someone you would never expect it from. Um, it's not something I've talked about before. It's something that I tried to make happen when the site launched. The guy ended up taking a job and said he couldn't do it any longer, and I was really disappointed about it, and then he approached me right before the holidays and said, hey, I can do it now. So a brand new show is going to be coming to the site within the next few days. He's putting the polishing touches on it right now. I have not got to look at a cut of it yet, uh, but I should be seeing that. He lives in Europe, so I should be looking, and that there's a clue for you. So I should be looking at it probably tomorrow morning. He'll probably send it while I'm asleep tonight. So cooking show, isn't it? You got it. Now you're cooking, <laughs> you're cooking with co- games, you're, baby. You're, you're
1: cooking meals seen in video games. That's what that's what it is.
0: But yep, a brand new show. Uh, the show will not be weekly. It's a it's a really challenging show to produce, and it's really time consuming. So the show will be once every three weeks. Is what it seems like. I'll be able to get each episode done. Uh, once you see the show, you'll have it. You'll know why because it, it's really time intensive to produce a show. So uh, yeah. Brand new show coming to Sifted in the next couple days Look out for it uh, Let's see if we have any questions here Uh, surprised you guys didn't mention how good 2015 was Most people, myself included, are still catching up on fall 2015 games That's from J. Vic 7 Uh, I think we did kind of mention A
1: little bit, there was a lot of good stuff In 2015, but a lot of the good stuff In 2016 was supposed to be good stuff in 2015 Yeah, exactly,
0: and hopefully that isn't Hopefully we're not sitting here a year from now Talking about 2016 yeah. like that But, mm-hmm.
1: uh yeah. You remember I'm, when we thought Persona 5 would be out in 2016?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2015 was a good year, but... Better than 2014. Yeah. It's no 20... There's no 1998, I guess is the best way to put it. I mean, yeah. we're talking about, like... <laughs> like, upper echelon. <laughs> you know, that sound you make when something really impresses you. <laughs> uh, let's see... Ryan Stevens reporting he's wearing a tutu. No, that's definitely not it. Uh, Wilson108, do you guys have a New Year's gaming resolution? Matt, do you have one? Nope.
1: No? <laughs> no. I mean, I would like to finish up some of the open world games that are sitting around. I mean, maybe I could finally get to the end of Mad Max or something. Yeah. I, don't, I feel guilty starting new open world games now, because I've got so many that are just sort of sitting around unfinished. My New Year's gaming resolution is to play more indie games. Mm. Um,
0: It's almost become a necessity for me, honestly, because I just don't have huge chunks of time anymore free to sit down and play, like, 30 and 40-hour games. Like, I've discovered that. Like, I decided to try to tackle the game eval for Xenoblade Chronicles X. And funny, the game eval for Xenoblade Chronicles X is still not published. (laughs) Because I just, I don't have the time to play a 70-hour game for review anymore. And, like, in hindsight, I wish I had assigned that game eval to somebody, but, like, I kind of promised some people, some of our subscribers, that I was going to handle the game eval, and so when I thought about sent pass, passing it off to somebody, like, I got this guilt pang where I was like, <laughs> no, I told a couple people I was going to do it, so just so you know, I am still chugging along on that game, and eventually I will deliver the game eval no, for I'm that game. I'm still
1: chugging along on that game, <laughs> I loved it, and I'm not even under a deadline.
0: I'm not promising anything. Now you're starting to see, like, my sickness come back a little bit after mm. talking for three hours. Um... I'm not promising anything because I'm still probably halfway done with it, but eventually I will deliver the game eval for that game, and by then nobody will give a crap about it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Are there any games... This is from Vox91. Are there any games that you've mentioned are more priority than others in regards to what you play?
1: Ugh... Uh. As in,
0: like, things I'd play ahead of other things? I well, I mean, he's, the point that's being made basically is, like, there's no way we're going to have time to play all these. Right. I mean, we don't have time to play half of these, Matt. Not even half. We'll be lucky to play a third of these games. So, yeah. There are definitely games that I'm prioritizing. I can Finish, just,
1: maybe. I'll play most of them, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Not I mean, maybe not the ones like Home you know, like Homefront. I'm probably not going to play that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I can quickly go through. Uh, Uncharted 4, Horizon, Last Guardian, Street Fighter, Gears. Yeah, I can play Quantum Break. Not a priority. I'm trying to cut it down to the essence here. Zelda U... I'm gonna play Mass Effect Andromeda. Majority of these, I would say. No Man's Sky, Dishonored 2, Ghost Recon Wildlands, and then both the indie games. That's just like me skimming off the very top, Mm -hmm. like the cream, like making skim milk, (laughs) skimming that fat right off the top. So, yeah. so many Amish references this week. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> What's going on? I did just come back from central Pennsylvania, yeah, by the way. True. It might have something to do with it. Uh, let's see. From Solo Dolo 241 do you really think we'll see Watch Dogs 2 instead of AC this
1: fall? I don't. I do. You think we'll see Watch Dogs 2? Well, I don't know if we'll see Watch Dogs 2, but we will not see Assassin's Creed. No, no. I think that's already kind of been right. confirmed. I mean, I don't know what else. I mean... I don't know, I guess I just don't
0: think we'll see Watch Dogs 2.
1: Probably not. I feel like we're probably going to see Ghost Recon in the place of Assassin's yep, Creed.
0: That's what I'm thinking as well. Um, from J. Reed, Vic7, we already answered one of his questions. From High Tech Point, are you going to play the new Hitman when it comes out?
1: I don't really care about Hitman. I really don't care either.
0: I, I think the last game was the last one I gave a chance to. Yeah, honestly. I've tried to play that Again, that another game we didn't really, even mention in this whole preview. It just
1: doesn't... It didn't click with me for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's a, I don't know. I feel I feel like it doesn't communicate. It's like I know people love how open that game is, that series is in terms of how you can approach things. But to me, it always felt feels like it just doesn't communicate what you can do properly. Yeah. And so I just feel a little lost.
0: I always it. feel like are too trial and error. And I will say the last game did a lot to remedy that. But yeah. I still felt like there was a lot of trial and error in that game as well. Um, even though the the when the developers would demo it, they'd show you like, here's three different ways to do this mission. Mm-hmm. I felt like the missions that they chose to demo that with were like the only ones that actually worked that way. Right.
1: Um, my, so yeah, I
0: feel like my falling out of love with Hitman. I was yeah. never a huge fan of it in the no, first place. Well,
1: the closest I think I got to really liking one of them a lot was uh, Contracts. Yeah. Just because that's of the, the one I the variation the most. on it, the, yeah. how varied it was, and yep. kind of how you know, sort of like I like Jedi Academy because like it was like everything was its own little challenge, its own little world. Maybe due to the episodic nature of this one, it might have the contract sort of feel to it. It does. I
0: mean, that is kind of what it
1: is. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. One way or the other, I'll wait until it's all out before I play it. Probably. I, I tend to I tend to wait on episodic games.
0: All right. Let's see if we have any more questions. Looks like you guys are just talking amongst yourselves. What about Need for Speed from a high tech point? What about
1: Need for Speed? I mean, we just got one. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna see another one. Might. I mean, Did the last year? one didn't sell well. No, and it was it deservedly so. It wasn't I mean, that great. Mean, so it might, might be time to try another burnout. Yeah, anyone? <laughs> How about just I? This, I wish EA was not. Well, the burnout developers to announced today stuff.
0: they made a golf game. The ex-burnout developers An extreme golf game. I can't remember the exact name of it, mm-hmm. but it's literally an extreme golf game where you explode stuff playing golf. Right. Yeah.
1: Can't wait to play the crash mode in that. Um, I just wish that EA wasn't quite so dead set against like HD remaster stuff. Because I play Burnout 3 HD in a drop of a hat. I just I would love to go back to some of those games and or, or you know Porsche Unleashed HD or something like that. Yeah. I I I I would like. I wish they would go back into their catalog and do something with that. Well, we're at it. How about a new Starflight game? Yeah. Those as are as dreaming. Wilson 108. Destruction Golf is what it's called Destruction Golf Yeah.
0: Um, Solo Dolo Any info on new Sifted shows to share I just shared just it did that. I just told you about a new show That's launching in the next couple of days
1: and If you missed it you have to read, go check the archive I yeah, You're going have to watch the whole Three hour show to the end now tuned Sifted. in right at the end to ask that question We already did it That's really. That's I mean you
0: <laughs> tuned in right at the end because yeah. I literally just talked about it five minutes ago So Alright, well that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, First episode of 2016. I think it was a really good one. I know my throat is already sore. We still have a draft to get through here. I'm going to go get a lozenge or something like that. (laughs) Um, So like I said, for you guys on the stream, stick around. We're going to come right back after a 10 or 15 minute break to do our fantasy game draft for 2016. For everybody else who can't stick around, thanks for watching as always for all you peeps in Europe. Thanks for staying up late. We always appreciate it. But it's time for us to go, Game Face is up and out.